0: This notice was also posted at Sharon School, Fyler Middle School, Robbinsdahl High School, in Cairnswood, NJ, essay 18A 12-24.1 and policy 0142. The Robbinsdahl Board of Education shall be bound by the Provisions of School Ethics Act. Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United, of the United
1: States, States of America and, America,
2: and, and to, to the republic for
1: which it stands, one nation,
0: One nation under God, God indivisible, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, so we're going to start with an amendment. So, can I have a um, um, can I have a motion to amend number four um, from motion to appoint Jody Howard to motion to appoint board attorney to serve in the position of board secretary for the duration of this meeting? All
2: so, second. All
0: in favor. Aye. I'm All right. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, opposed. So then, can I have a motion to appoint the board attorney to serve in the position of board secretary for the duration of the August twenty seventh, two thousand and nineteen monthly
3: second. meeting?
0: Second. All in favor. Aye. Aye. Opposed. Okay. So it passes. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Can you take the roll
4: call when yeah. you catch up? I can. Um. Siakio. Is uh, it? Ms. DeVito? Mr. Belluccio? Yep. Mr. Here. Mr. Hamlin. Yeah. Ms. Temple. Mr. Young. Yes. Mr. Rice. Mr. Vice. Here. Sorry, I never have to say your names out loud. Ms. <laughs> Luciana? <laughs> um. <Mr>. Here. <laughs> okay. Thank you. We have a
0: tomorrow. So we're going to start with we have a, actually a very full board of presidents to work tonight, and we're going to start with um, um, Albert uh, Gaziga. Gazik. 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 Thank yeah. you. Albert is the vice president of the Mercer County SBA. <laughs> And he asked to come
5: to speak to us about the unsung hearing program. Yes, that and other things. I'm going to cheat a little bit because I'm really here as a cheerleader for Mercer County School Boards Association. Uh, we you may have gotten your notice today that school board dues are due, and one of the five things that they mentioned in that report, of course, is the fact that school boards pay for the county meetings. We have five county meetings, and uh, I just just like to say that if they start at 6.30 p.m., they're generally over by 8.30. There's always a topic that's of interest that we've brought up in the past. And I just want to go through a few of those topics and the dates, hoping that we can get some of you to perhaps join us at at those meetings. The first two meetings are at Cherry Valley Country Club, which is off Great Road. Uh, It's a very easy drive and, and relatively easy to get to. You can Google it and get there very easily. Uh, the first meeting, September 18th, is on opioids. Now, I can't imagine any family, extended family, hasn't had a problem somewhere along the line with opioids. So we've asked the uh, Mercer County prosecutor, uh, Angelo Ana free, to come over and speak with us. And he usually brings a couple of deputies, uh, sheriff deputies with him, and it's usually a very, very informative talk. On November the 14th, our topic is late arrival of students. If you kicked around or talked about it on your board at all, about having your seniors come in a little bit later, uh, Princeton is currently doing that, and Steve Cochran, the superintendent of Princeton, will be our keynote speaker. Now it's November the 14th. As we move ahead, uh, January 13th, it's the CSA evaluation and goal setting meeting, where the, and that would be held at Lawrence Township School and, and provided by the NGSBA uh, representative, Jesse Adams, and he'd just go over pretty much for those board members who might be involved or want more interest in what that is the timelines et cetera, to get people engaged in that in January then April we're very excited about this this is our unsung heroes and it's probably the topic that's on our agenda we used to have an eighth grade dialogue in Mercer County and then we saw some videos and results of unsung heroes from uh, school boards and, uh, Middlesex I believe and Union and Essex and a few other counties and the idea of the unsung hero is you select the senior and this this is why I want to do it early because if you're going to follow this these students throughout the course of the year this is a student who has overcome some great adversity and almost every school has students that really they struggle to get through because there's so many demands on them from outside of school or they have some physical demands of their own and they become our unsung heroes. And every school gets to nominate one. And then at our April 2nd meeting, we bring all the unsung heroes in and their teacher sponsor and we have a nice dinner for them and recognize them for their achievement. And then finally, the June 3rd meeting is a topic that's it that's back at Cherry Valley. That's a topic that's going to be generated by the interest of board members. If you people say, hey, I don't like any of those topics you have, but why don't you have a board meeting on this or a meeting on this? We get enough of those folks sending us that information we'll put together some speakers and put together a meeting at that time so as I said my primary interest is to try to get some bodies there uh, it's a shame we have some great facilities uh, it's always starting with a nice dinner that's always catered it's very nice and the speakers are always timely and we don't waste anybody's time you get to ask questions and you know it's, it's you can leave as early as you need to if you have to run out but basically we're trying to get more schools represented. We, we I guess, maybe about 25 percent of the schools here in the county send representatives, and you know, superintendents are welcome to come as well, of course. Yes.
0: Where's uh, the dinner for
5: the young hero? that one's going to be at the Lawrence Township High School. It's right over on the Princeton Pike.
0: And when would we, it's going to, is it going to replace the 8th grade? Yes, it's going no. to
5: replace the 8th grade dialogue. Oh.
0: Okay. Which love we loved, the because we were participating yeah. in that. Yeah,
5: yeah, that was, yeah. We, we enjoyed it as well, but we found, after doing that a few years, sure. it was just kind of yeah. like, the kids were just kind of like, it was like fun for them, But and we, we like to acknowledge them, but this unsung hero really struck at our hearts, and we thought, you know, these kids really deserve some recognition. And it's not your top students. These are kids who have overcome great adversity and struggle to get that diploma, and we think they should be recognized for it.
0: And what's the timing of our submission for that for next April?
5: All, right, all the deadlines are, you know, they're loosey-goosey right now because this is our first time through. Okay. But if you just stay in contact with NAJA, our uh, NGSBA representative, and uh, also Ray Pinney is another person that's very much involved in our program. And then if you have any one of those, we can give you those more specifics later. But right now, we just want schools to be aware that this program's gonna be in effect and you know, keep an eye out for those students that you feel would be uh, best recognized.
0: Super, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Okay, any, any questions? other
5: questions? Can you send out those dates in an email? To we, get uh, Actually, we get them through
6: school boards right that's where
5: we're, yes it, they're on uh, If you if you go on just log in to log in the school boards
3: yep.
5: go to counties go to Mercer and then all these events uh, they're, they're just listed like a week a month before like you can register now for the September 18th they're no cost to you because the school board dues pays for that but it's important that you know just go on that website and it, they'll be listed as they pop up
0: uh, I think right now Lisa is our, yes. uh, she's not here tonight, but she is our, our representative typically of that. And uh, if she can't go,
5: what she'll do is,
0: or if it's a topic that she thinks others of us, because we can send more than one. As
5: well. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. We've, we've sent yeah. several. Okay. And the more the merrier. We'd we love the, uh, right. the number of people that could come. It would be wonderful.
0: Thank okay, you. thank you so much.
5: Thank you ever it. so much. Hope thank to see I'm some right. of you there. All right, thank you. Bye-bye.
6: So next up is uh, Debbie Baer. Hello everyone. Mm-hmm. Hi. So yeah. I'm here and the agenda says uh, donation from the Robbinsville Education Foundation of which I'm the president but the check that I'm presenting is actually uh, represents all of the fundraising that has been done by the entire community in memory of uh, Steve Mayer. So just a quick run-through. As a nonprofit, the REF was called upon to hold the money as people fundraised. So the PTAs each donated $3,000. That $9,000 is in this check. Um, Robbinsville LaCrosse donated $6,000. The Little League donated $5,000. And then companies and community organizations made contributions. Uh, Community members raised thousands of dollars through events and other financial appeals. Residents purchased shirts, magnets, and wristbands. I'm sure you all remember that. Mm-hmm. They were in my front hallway. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> large boxes lawn. and probably vehicles yes. at your house. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we probably all have one in our home at least. Yes. So, um, and then the REF has also made a contribution of twenty-eight thousand dollars. So the total check uh, representing all of the fundraising that's been done that we've held. There is no more fundraising that's going on, which is why we're making the contribution now. So the resulting check is sixty thousand dollars, and uh, it will be used. Kathy and I have spoken briefly about some way to commemorate um, Steve's contributions to the district. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you, <inaudible> thank you
7: so much for holding. You know, we appreciate it. Yeah, yep. yep. Toronto- yep. F- yep. I just want to say a couple things too. This is. So wonderful, um, this, and this is a community event. So the Robsville Education Foundation was collecting the money right. and absolutely was a generous donor, but only one of many. Um, and So, um, you know, this, again, uh, what we are going to do is this money um, is earmarked. So it goes into what we call a Fund 20, which is a grant fund, which means that it doesn't go into general fund. It's very specific. For this purpose, and the purpose is to enhance um, the athletic complex um, for Steve uh, in, in Steve's memory. Um, because so much time has gone by, um, what we are going to do is we are going to convene a committee of all of the donors. So, we'd like to have a representative from all of the donors to come back together to collectively dream again um, how we can best use this um, $60,000, um, you know, and and we know, you know, um, Steve, one of Steve's uh, biggest uh, wishes is just um, to uh, provide something for our students. So it's a very, you know, whatever it will be, it will be student uh, design and student driven. Um, so we know that but uh, we need some collective ideas together and just so um, the donors know we'll keep you posted on um, some of the um, suggestions and recommendations and then it'll be um, Presented to the board and I know we'll have a couple, a couple board representatives as well. So um, Because it's such a it was such a community effort. We want to make sure that we include everybody So we're going to do that and that should start soon. So um, some people from PTA and you know, um, the different associations will be getting invitations.
0: Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, So next up is um, we wanted to have a little time to introduce and make sure everybody got an opportunity to meet Brian Murphy, who is our supervisor of Building and Grounds. Um, I feel like I've spent a lot of time with Brian Murphy up late. He's been coming to our FFT meetings, and today we had the pleasure of touring Um, the three schools um, and looking at some of the work that has been accomplished over um, a relatively short period of time and is pretty um, amazing uh, when you have, I think, the right team and um, a good list of things to do and some money, um, you can do really great things. So, Brian.
1: I put together a quick PowerPoint to kind of show everybody what we did this summer. Brian, maybe a, a bit about
0: yourself. i um, Brian Murphy.
1: Uh, I'm very happy to be with the district. I was with uh, Airmark in this field for 18 years. Um, so I've always done facilities work, K-12, higher ed, and I traveled a bit for them into Chicago to a few mega-districts and also down into Georgia and I live out in Point Pleasant, and I have two children, a daughter who's gonna be a junior in high school, and my son is going into seventh grade. So here we go, this is our summer. Started off, um, the way we broke down the the presentation is we wanted to kind of break down the operations department into, or the building's and grounds department into three different areas, operations, maintenance, and custodial, so that's how we uh, went ahead with the presentation. So starting off operations over at the Sharon School, uh, we've had a leak in the library for several years. We finally were able to uh, have that roof replaced this summer. We had it reshingled uh, and a new 20 year coating applied to 20,000 square feet. Uh, the new coating, as you can see, is the white area. The yellow are the walking pads, which is for safety. That's where they want you to walk when you go around the roof. New shingled area you can see here. Also, you can see over here we wrapped around the top of them as well. That's where we put some of the new coping. Um, With the 20,000 square feet, that was done. We also have the opportunity to add on uh, more solar if the district decides to go that way, um, which is another great pickup for us uh, for that. They also uh, fixed the inside of the library where there was a hole over some of the books. Uh, That's been sheetrocked and painted, uh, so we are all ready to go. We've had a few heavy rains since the work's been completed and we can report no leaks at this point. Uh, We also were able to uh, redo the the blue gym floor, uh, which gets a lot of use from school and a lot of uh, rec use as well. So this probably, this hasn't been uh, refinished in about 15 years. So this is the before where they stripped it all the way down to the wood, they relined it. Um, We actually did put in the badminton court line, so they won't be putting tape down on the floor anymore, which was what also took um, a lot of the varnish off the floor. And cause some damage but as you can see here this is the finished product Uh, came out beautiful Um, we're very excited to let the kids in there as soon as school opens we haven't opened the gym back up to anybody else yet we wanted the students to be the first ones that uh, had the opportunity to go in there Uh, maintenance we had uh, one maintenance staff member um, working this summer so we decided to handle a lot of our plumbing issues in-house so that was the main driver that he worked on for the uh, for the summer. So you'll see this for every school. We started one school and hit every bathroom, teacher's bathroom, went into the kitchens, anything that we needed to replace that we could do in-house, we did. So we had a full summer handling that. Uh, this is in one of the classrooms, A5. That's an original drain that he had to go into the wall to try to fix. We were able to do that without having to call anybody in to assist, so that is fixed. And we shouldn't have any uh, problems with that going forward. The custodial end of it, this has really been a big summer for the district, custodial-wise. The company that we've partnered with has done an excellent job on the summer clean. Um, From what I've seen, uh, this level hasn't been attained in the district in quite some time. You can see here the different coloration of the floors. This is a floor that's stripped. This floor, part of the floor, hasn't been stripped yet. That's not from a normal year of wear and tear in the classroom. That's from several years of neglect and it not being attended to the right way. You can see again, this is us going in to deal with the classroom after it was you know, done. Over here, you can see by hand they're doing the stairs. Up the top, treads have all been done. They're working their way down to the bottom, but all the work was done by the staff and by hand. Here you can see some finished products of what we've done. That classroom before, that looked terrible on the floor. This is the exact same classroom right here when we were finished. Here are the hallways going down. We did not do the ramps because that's a a safety hazard for slip. So that's why I noticed the color variation there. Uh, Jumping over to Pond Road uh, on the operation side, we were able to replace seven rooftop units and seven condensing units uh, as well. As you can see here, these are the new rooftop units, some of them placed over there. There's also a couple tucked in right over here. Um, and seven condensing units that we're gonna have unit ventilators put directly in the classrooms. Uh, those will hit in mid September, and we've made arrangements with the middle school on how we're gonna be able to just shift the class for a little while so the guys can come in and finish it. They've done all the other work except for just putting in the unit vent directly into the room. So we're in really good shape with that project. Um, Also, Honeywell is part of that project. We will be getting new graphics and updated controls to help us control that, which should net result some more energy savings for us in the long run. Using these uh, units, we also were able to apply for energy savings, and uh, the engineer said we should be getting a rebate back as well. Uh, We have to also replace the main freezer and refrigerator. Uh, in the Pond Road Middle School kitchen. Those are both of the new parts on the roof that uh, the freezer is already completed. The uh, refrigerator will be completed, I believe, by tomorrow afternoon. Maintenance again with the plumber. Um, as you can see, you know they went through everything, or he went through everything, I should say, um, with quite a lot of work. Uh, also, in the back of the school, this is the access road behind the school. Um, we took one of our new pieces of machinery that we have actually cleared up a lot of the low-lying brush and everything that was over here so we kind of widened the area a little bit um, if that's maintained properly that should never get back to the growth level that it had and now that we have the machinery to do it it, uh, it won't custodial they did a fantastic job over there uh, just to jump back to sharon real quick we didn't get the uh, majority of Sharon school till august 16th because that's where all the rec camps are and we have some school programs there as well so they were able to clean small pockets of the school, get those ready, and now they have the you know, probably about half of the school to clean in this process in about a two week period. So it's a, it's a race against time, but we will have school ready to open. Uh, this is the middle school, they did a fantastic job. They had an open house on the 22nd, and they were able to deliver the entire school uh, to them to be able to show the incoming students. Wow. You'll see here again, This is a properly stripped floor. This is it before, that's not just from a year. Here's the main entry, how we had it set up for uh, the open house for the kids coming in. The high school, a lot of activity here this summer. Uh, Because of the pricing that was associated with the Sharon uh, roof project, we had some money left over. We were able to include the caulking of uh, the entire high school building, which hadn't been done uh, since it opened. So it's usually about a seven year turnaround for when you want to re uh, They came in and have done it. And as, so far we're happy to report that some of the major leaks that we had up to this point uh, have not, uh, we have not seen them recur. So we're happy with that right now. Here's our brand new high school gym floor. They came in here as well this summer, took it all the way down to the wood, redid it. As you can see in the middle, they got rid of the R, there's a Raven in there now, the new school logo, so that should make everybody happy because we won't get in trouble anymore. Um, but uh, I encourage everyone to go take a look at it, it's absolutely beautiful, they did a fantastic job. And again, we haven't let anyone in since it's been done um, because we want like the first day of school to kind of be a big deal for the incoming students. Uh, also in the back athletic hallway, we tore out the carpet. This was an area that leaked heavily. Uh, we believe that the caulking has taken care of these leaks because we haven't seen anything since they did this section of the building. Um, we replaced the carpet as you can see up here. There's a six-foot area that's a different color. That's like a walk-off carpet. So when they do come in from outside, that should trap a lot of whatever dirt, grass, whatever they have coming in with them. Hopefully it'll stay there. It'll allow the carpet to have a longer life. We also uh, would like to do this in the entryways, the foyers of. Uh, both sides of the high school here. The carpet needs to be replaced. I think it'll add uh, years to the floor outside of that area as well. Here's the black box theater. They put in a new floor uh, there as well over top the painted concrete. Uh, The space will be utilized for uh, like crossfit, yoga, and still for the performing arts as well, but it'll allow for additional uh, gym classes throughout the day in a much more versatile space than it was before. Again, we came through here, had a lot of different repairs for uh, plumbing, custodial. Can't say enough about what they did. Uh, We were able to bring in some new equipment with the agreement that we had with uh, Pritchard and also based on some money that we had left over from the previous contract, which really made a big difference uh, to help us get, get the buildings looking the way they do. As you can see here, this is the main entryway, which you guys walked in all the way in here. Um, It looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, The floors haven't been brought up to that kind of restoration. Um, I've been told since for about 10 years. So we're pretty happy with the way. Uh, A lot of hard work, but I think the building looks great. Uh, Also, we added three carpet machines. Um, The district had none. Uh, So all the carpets have been done uh, throughout all of the buildings. Uh, So I think that they look fantastic compared to how they did a lot of the stains were removed Some of the stains came back up because they just been neglected for so long There's not a whole lot we can do about it, but in general, I think they look great. The kitchens were all detailed by hand Um, We have a new food company coming in uh, So we wanted to make sure that everything looked as good as uh, it could for them. So we're excited to have them come in Also more custodial you can see the classrooms now. This is a sink in a um, a science lab that I mean they were in there detailing the entire lab by hand when I walked by so I thought it was uh, something we needed to capture. In the uh, district-wide department we were able to add a few pieces of equipment which I think will benefit us greatly they already have a skid steer over here in the corner it has forks on the front but also has a bucket and we got a snow brush on the front as well. Um, snow brush is about six feet wide handle about two to three inches of snowfall at one time up and down all the sidewalks, can go in between the buildings down the access road. we got a heavy duty trailer for it here. We can just hook that up to any of the pickup trucks, take it over to Sharon school. Uh, there's really not a whole lot this can't do. Um, there's other attachments you can get if we want to start to get involved in seeding and thatching of our fields and things like that. It has all that um, capability as well. So I think it was a great purchase for us. Uh, just so you know, our department breaks down. I'm the supervisor of buildings and grounds. Our facilities manager, Kyle Brassell, was our light yeah. guy in the back, yeah. and the general manager custodial, Peter Reyes. He was here at three this morning, so I thought it'd be nice to gonna go home early <laughs> and uh, not have him stay for the meeting. Uh, and just a, a sincere thank you. You know, uh, it may sound like a lot of stuff went on. This is traditionally a normal summer for a school district that I've been involved in, and I believe Kyle as well. Um, but we did want to, you know, sincerely thank the Board of Education for really understanding what we had to say to them and, and being supportive and getting behind the projects that we felt were important. Uh, a lot of their vision kind of matched ours as well. So I look forward to how we can make things better in the future. And of course, I want to thank you know, Dr. Foster and Beth Brooks, uh, our oldest administrator, for all the help that she gave us getting through bids and purchase orders and you know all of the things we had to do so there you go that's a synopsis of what we had going on this summer there's more but I wanted to pick out so let's uh,
0: uh, open up to the board uh, comments or questions
3: for Brian, Brian I'll start. the roof has warranties and everything yes sir 20 years for Sharon yep so I had the privilege of going on the tour today yes. at three schools, and it was uh, phenomenal, really, the work that I've never, you know, five or six years of doing this, and I've never seen our facilities as clean as they were today. In fact, I, I was, it was remarkable, because I walked into something and they even smelled, smelled clean. As I said <laughs> to you, so, that's not a barometer clean or not, I know, but they were they certainly, they looked great. The floors look great. The walls look great. And uh, thank you for all of your efforts. Thank uh, you. Very I know we had some challenges, and you took the bull by the horns. So you and your team, yep. and our new cleaning company, and uh, I think our staff is happy as well. Excellent. It was excellent. Thank you very much.
0: There's, The
8: uh, soap. Yes, mm-hmm. Do they work now? Yeah, absolutely. They, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I can they test every bathroom <laughs> my They're I visit. There's soap, water, and, and, the paper and,
1: paper. and paper towels. and oh, yes. paper towels we're full service now <laughs> we actually added
2: about 350 dispensers um, we had about 500 and now we have about 800 dispensers toilet paper paper towels and soap dispensers uh, all of the new F-Wing had no dispensers at all in any of the classrooms they all got soap and paper towels uh, a lot of the bathrooms didn't have proper soap dispensers so we added everywhere that needed them uh, so we're going to be spending a little bit more on soap and paper products, <laughs> but we're providing our students and staff the proper soap and paper towels that were needed for as long as they've been needed. Thank you,
9: Thank you very much.
10: Thank you. Yeah, yeah Jane, I just want to add that, um, I just want to say, um, Brian's been incredibly busy. You know, just going through the meetings that we, we've had with FFT, spending a lot of time. There's a lot of stuff that he's been working on in his team that has not come up in the presentations. So I just want to add that. A lot of that stuff is in our minutes. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to read minutes for a long time. But I just want to say it's been great how um, You got in here. You hit the ground running with your team. And uh, we know and recognize that it's been a very productive summer. For you. So thank you. I do. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Good you. I, I, thank the you.
4: pictures
11: look amazing. I'm so excited. My son is going into Sharon um, uh, again this year. and just the gym and just everything is yeah. so okay. exciting and I'm just really happy to have you so on board and to have you know, the team. here. It just, I just can't tell you the words of seeing the pictures from before to after of what yeah. you've done Seems and then also saying that you want the
0: kids to have an excitement about on the first day. I really appreciate that. So are oh,
11: yeah. awesome. Thank you so you much. Uh,
0: I just want to add one thing. Uh, in addition to what you saw, I, I don't know if there was a picture, if anybody noticed the walls in Sharon. Mm-hmm. So again, I want to Thank Free like yes. Church and yes. all the volunteers that came out to help us feed, right. share in school. And by the way, Brian and Kyle were there every day. As a matter of fact, I painted the top, Brian painted a lot at the bottom, <laughs> um, along the edges. And, hey, why did you um, paint the top and he painted the bottom? <laughs> we at the top, so... It was, I, was I don't know. He was, right. he was smart. He was smarter. I had was, right. I for about... I the bill. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I think the schools look really terrific. Mm-hmm. And your partnership um, is really appreciated too. And your candor, and I have to say, Brian and Kyle, when you ask them a question, you feel like they're telling you the whole unvarnished truth about what's going on. <laughs> And I, I appreciate
1: that. Thank you so much. Thank you, great. Thank
0: you Kyle, too. You're um,
7: very While we're here, hey, George, would you just stand up? Because George is he's not on the agenda, but just wave. Um, he, um, he is our new food service director from Aramark. And thanks, thanks for coming out tonight. I just of want everyone to see you. Okay, great.
0: Okay. Have a good night everyone. thank you for being here. Is Rajani presenting to Yes. So I'll stay over there. <laughs> so, oh, really? So now um Rajani is going to present cultural awareness and shifting demographics. Thank you. And I'll stay over here. <laughs> And report. Why don't I do yeah, that that the that to cover a couple
7: things? Can
0: somebody put the lights back on, yeah. on for a minute? No. Okay, thank you. Um
7: so I'll be the um, pre pre show entertainment exactly. <laughs> um so um good evening everyone um yeah i am going to point you to the enrollment but one of the things i want to talk about is um for those of you that um that know me know you know i i love theater and i used to direct plays for many years and opening school always reminds me of like a play opening you know all the things behind the scenes That it takes to get ready to do this fantastic performance and so I was thinking about that as I'm thinking about the way in which we're um, taking care of our buildings and cleaning our buildings but also all the (coughs) curriculum work that's behind the scenes you know the teachers for their professional development all the new things that they're learning uh, whether it's um, initiatives or strategies or you know they're getting trained in programs um, all uh, to get ready for this exciting moment Um, And our moment gets we get to last 180 days um, With our students. Um, So one of the things that happened this week um, Yesterday today and one more day tomorrow is our new um, staff orientation. We have a three-day orientation We had 31 new staff members uh, Which includes um, full-time and a few of them are uh, for leave replacements as well um, and it was—it's been such a phenomenal, positive experience. Um, and I think you know they're going home exhausted uh, because it's a little overwhelming, but but excited. Um, and just so you know, in our district, any first-year teacher, whether they're first year in their career or first year in the district, we assign a mentor. Um, to support them uh, because uh, we invest in our teachers um, because we know teachers matter for student achievement for you know our, our student performance and success and so we really want to nurture them so we had that yesterday today and tomorrow and then of course next week uh, believe it or not is another opening uh, of another year um, sounds like a song uh, two, uh, 2019 2020 um, and we're really excited um, to do that. And I want to say thanks also to the uh, support of the board, additional state aid, a commitment to investing in the classroom. Our elementary numbers are within our standard this year of 1 to 22. So we really <laughs> everyone for uh, putting money back into the classroom and investing in our teachers. Um, you know, we still have ways to go, but we're thrilled for that. that, that again, that matters. Um, If you look you can see sort of the way in which our enrollment changes, but we are hovering You know, I think we're going to be about 3200 average. Uh, We do have um, Tomorrow's our last day of registration. I think there are 12 appointments um, And we still have some uh, housing closing uh, Coming up as well. So we'll probably be um, welcoming students and we'll keep you posted Um, on that enrollment, so you can kind of take a look. Can I ask you a question?
8: Yeah, please. It looks like you picked up 71 children between July and August. Yes, yes.
7: That's typical because a lot of times new parents wait until they settle and then they register, and then sometimes it's also kindergarten parents some of them do wait until August to register, even though we have registration in March and April, and we, you know, we want to get a sense what that also happens. But
0: we're down from June.
7: from June, right?
0: Yeah. So we had a like a, a it went down. Correct. From, we had graduation. Right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you know, if you're looking at year on year, year on year. Yep. Yeah. And um, Kathy, just one thing. Yes. Else. I did see uh, the signs are up for the Town Center South luxury yes. one and two bedroom apartments, Yes, oh, 70 ahead. something of them, which yes. probably will yield us some kids. That should impact, and, uh, yeah. we so do
7: we know that that, that does oh, not stop th- families. Not yeah, I said uh, that does not stop families from living in. No wait, that's not, that's in addition to? That's in addition yes. to? Oh, how
0: lovely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The signs just went up, it's a Shore belt project, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, probably going to yield, so it's in addition to Project Freedom. Project Freedom and, and Tech, right, right. And exactly. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'll try and get the
7: breakdown. If you if can, many, that would be great. How many of each? Yeah. As we do track that. Yeah. So Okay, great, so thank
0: you. Okay, now we can move and <laughs> shut the lights off. Okay. <laughs>
12: So if you don't know me, I'm Ranjini Bajnav, um, also called him. Mean, if you hear that around the district, that's uh, my nickname, and I am talk- I'm the director of student services. And I'm going to talk to you guys today, just show you some data of our demographics in the district from the last six years. We collect our data every October 15th, because that's when we have to upload to NJ Smart. So we'll be getting another set of data in a month or so, uh, which with all the movements and stuff, will be really interesting to see how that plays. What I've done is we've, I've taken data from 2013 and 2018 and put it on one slide so we can compare quite easily. So you'll see in 2013 at Sharon school, we had a total number of students of 1,125. And the breakdown of how the data is collected, which usually follows the census uh, categories, um, is that you had 72.8% white, um, and then your next biggest population was Asian with 16.2%. Now if you go, to 2018 which is about five years um, you'll see a shift and now we have added an extra category of Hawaiian Pacific Islander which they didn't have before um, so you'll see the shift quite drastically of the population increasing in our minorities where our Asian population is has grown to 40.38% and most of that is a South Asian population. Uh, we do have a variety within our South Asian population, but you'll notice that if you look at the percentages, that Sharon School is now a majority-minority population, which is I- exciting, quite frankly, for us in the diversity of our students uh, in preparing them for the world that they're going to enter once they leave us. <coughs> um, and then we go to mom oh. So in 2013 we had 922 students there and again you can see our populations, we really did not have many multiracial students and we don't even today have many Native American students um, and our black and Hispanic students you'll see as we go through the slides have stayed pretty much the same over the years but again you set population with the white students and the, the white families and the Asian families happening not so much at pond as as you see at Sharon Sharon is our most drastic change of populations but you will see it as you go through um, and when we were mining the data we did see that if you looked at cohorts of grade levels through the years grade levels change drastically as well so it's not just those incoming students from K that they're, they're coming in at all ages and all grade schools and then high school it's so a pretty self-explanatory In 2013, the high school had 898 students with 79% white, and then you go to 2018 with 1,055 students. You can also see the growth in the district of our students um, over those five years. Um, You're at 65.6% white and 26.16%. And I'm just highlighting those, not to say that we have, you know, the growth in the other areas isn't important, it is, but those are the most drastic changes that we see. So starting to look at this data over the years, we started to talk about it and really just track it to see where those those trends were going as we um, work with our students and our families and our staff on a variety of different initiatives. So here's our district data from 2013 to 2018. Um, And you'll see, again, we've gone from 74% white to 58% white, so we're almost at the 50% mark across the district. Um, And, again, I'm curious to see the new data that comes out in October and and add that into all of this and see where we are. Um, Our multiracial category is growing, which is the same trend that you're seeing across the nation in all states and districts, which is uh, is wonderful, I think, Um, because they're also feeling more comfortable sharing that about themselves, which is nice. So to go along with that, we've been talking a lot about, okay, how do we support our families which are much more diverse how do we support our staff in working with a more diverse student uh, student population and family um, community and so some of the things that we're doing are we have just shifted our district PD day in the fall to the valley this year the valley is on a Saturday so it's around then to better support some of our families who don't get their holidays off necessarily Um, again that is a majority of what we see in the elementary school We've done, um, we continue to do cultural awareness training with our staff. Um, since 2013, we've been doing it ongoing in all different um, schools, and we just finished one at Sharon School in the spring. And we are going to continue to do more equity based PD in the coming school year. Um, we are forming an equity council as well, which I don't think I put on um, for the district to start to look at our practices across a variety of areas. Um, I'm going to be on the, or am on the State Equity Professional Learning Community where I work with other districts about equity in the state at that level. Um, we have revised our social studies curriculum to incorporate a more global lens. Um, we've also brought in other uh, initiatives such as Empatico, which is a way that students can connect to other students in other countries through uh, Skype and other video chats. Um, and They can do projects together, so it's very cool actually, and you can get a grant for that. a couple of our students uh, staff are doing that at Sharon School we're trying to increase the use of that in the district we've also been able to purchase more diverse book selections for our classes and libraries um, to show different authors characters and perspectives to grow it that way so we also know how important it is for students to see themselves in the books and the characters that they read um, and that they have access to We, as a district, are in a third year of participation in the Mercer County Equity Consortium. This is with all the districts, pretty much, in Mercer County. We, as administrators, go about five times a year, and we have worked a lot on analyzing our data around standardized test scores, discipline, honors and AP placement, and extra people enrollment, and what that looks like in terms of the subgroups, and are we meeting the needs of our students. Um, we are also in the process of researching self-identification enrichment programs for our middle school students. This is another way to do gifted and talented. And I'm sure, Dr. Tooth, I, you need to jump in with that. Let me know. <laughs> um, but we are looking into that, so that gives um, students more self-awareness of where, what they enjoy and where they fit in. Correct, so it is more equitable. Practices.
13: What we're finding, and actually there was an article yesterday in the New York Times about how New York is considering getting rid of gifted and talented programs altogether because what they're finding is that it's for, you know, top tier white and Asian students and other minorities are sort of left behind. So we're not going that drastic, but what we want to look at is how do we prevent barriers from forming so that kids who might have an interest in STEM or an interest in, in robotics or something like that, how do we create a program where
12: they're enriched too. That everyone gets some kind of enrichment that they want. and If all kids get what they need, we, as a district, um, are continually recruiting and hiring more diverse staff members. We are part of CJ Pride. We go every year. Um, there are about three or four of us that go every year to that recruitment um, fair and. Uh, I think we as a district are doing very well. One of the difficulties is do you even have the pool to pick from? But uh, when we do, you know, we're looking at obviously the most qualified candidates, but we are able to bring in more diversity. I think our new teachers pool this year was more diverse than the uh, mm-hmm. before, yes. so that was really wonderful. But um, we have been able to hire um, additional par- part-time ESL <coughs> teachers for both the middle school and high school, so we can support our growing ELL population, and also have a point person in each building for staff to use as a, resource and to consult
7: could, with me. Could you just, ex- English is a second language teacher, Sorry. English language learners. Correct. OK. So I know. <laughs> Sorry, didn't okay. okay. Yes. So yes. uh, we did have one in
12: the district for many years, now we've been able to increase that to support our students. Because we are seeing those students coming in um, more and more, and at different grade levels. Yeah, it used to just be at Sharon.
13: Now we're getting, you know, a tenth grader who has yeah. very limited formal education, and, and they have to graduate with us. So how do we provide them the supports that they need right. to learn English and take physics? You know.
12: Right. Yeah, that's so tough. Mm-hmm. So as we've been going through this as a, mm-hmm. as administrators in a district, who do we want to be, and really this is the core of what we want to be is a district where all families feel welcome, supported, and celebrated for who they are. And along with that comes our mission as a district of um, having, ensuring that all students are Robbinsville-ready, resilient, self-directed learners, effective communicators, informed and involved citizens, collaborative team players, emotionally intelligent learners, and innovative thinkers. And Robbinsville-ready really encompasses the equity that we want to do with our students to make sure everyone has equal access and opportunity. Um, and that's the vision that we promise to provide equitable access and opportunities for all students to flourish in a safe and inclusive environment.
0: We really want everyone to feel safe and comfortable in our schools every day. Questions? So, I have a, I have a couple. I'm so, one, I do like the idea of um, broader enrichment opportunities because I think one of the other things that happens is kids get into enrichment at a particular age, and then, or kids to the town at a particular age, and then uh they get that it seems like all along Mm -hmm. and kids who are maybe later bloomers Mm -hmm. you know maybe struggle to read at first and then are they never have those opportunities so i think that's super um uh esl and ell Mm -hmm. so are we finding um that given that sharon is the most diverse Mm -hmm. school that we have uh, enough people to help that population, given the diversity of that school, uh, so from an EL, I don't ESL. I think we have enough ESL no, <laughs> <laughs> Generally,
12: across the district, if you, uh, our population is the strongest at Sharon Elementary School, but we have historically never had enough ESL
0: okay. to support. Cause I
12: Cause would advocate I, for at least one full time per building. Yeah,
13: you know,
0: I, I, I do think, especially at Sharon, given the population, yeah. the, the 60%. Well,
12: this is the first time. Got to go that, on
0: our list. Okay, so Pam Russell has been a district yeah. ESL teacher
13: for years. Yeah. Um, this is the first time she's only been in one building, is this coming school year. It so does. she'll be just at Sharon, which is phenomenal. It's we're very excited cool. about that. Yes. Good. Um, um,
7: and you know, as an administrative team, we've developed, we, we're finalizing our three-year staffing plan because we know that it, you know, as many resources, we're appreciative of the resources we have so far, we have limited resources, and we know that you know, it's part of the budget forever. And so we've kind of mapped out some key positions, and I think this year we really wanted to work on elementary and, and also just reduce class size and help with some support. So we've added some supports um, at the, the, the,
0: right, at the Pond as well, um, the point five at Pond, but um, each year we'd like to grow <laughs> so, and add. So that. hopefully, um, Kathy, in the next couple of months that will come We can to, share, yeah, it's almost done. We yeah. just have to put it out. Yep. Come to personnel mm-hmm. and the other committees Yep. so that, you know, we're talking about this long, long before, before we get to budget. Even. correct. Right. Or right. if there's an opportunity. If we have an opportunity where, you know, money is falling out someplace, mm-hmm. we may be able to... If it happens sometimes, we, We we can
14: direct it appropriately. Exactly.
11: How do we, um, I was interested in you were talking about, like, if we have the 10th grader who needs who mm-hmm. to do yeah. so counseling. I'm just curious, how do we, like,
13: currently support that kind of student? It's um, a great question. Um, so, we work with Laurie Rotunda, who's now our director mm-hmm. of guidance. In the past, what we've done is we partnered with Mercer County Community
11: um, College,
13: and then we, like, pay for, like, supplemental English instruction. The problem is with Mercer, they have to get there, like, on the weekends or at night. So, we really try to do a lot mm-hmm. of, um, partnering with families who are fi- friends of that family to kind of get them where they need to be. Um, what the county superintendent, Yasmin Hernandez, um, wants to do, who's like, you know, the overseer of all Mercer County superintendents, she wants to create a newcomer academy um, at Mercer County Botech where kids from all of the local school districts who are coming in, so um, she gave an example, there was a 16-year-old from Trenton who came from Guatemala, no English, no school, like absolutely no school, and now they're in the Trenton school system. So that student wouldn't go to Trenton, they would go to Votech they would learn English, learn a trade, and graduate on time. Um, and we've also looked at different ways, um, they have an extra year to graduate if you're mm-hmm. an L learner, so like using
12: that extra year to do a lot of supplemental work as well. Here. I have to say for that student, because it's. It's not common in, in Robinson for us to get a student at that um, grade level That's already, but we sat down between guidance, student services, mm-hmm. and curriculum to really mm-hmm. try and modify for the student and support her because it's, it's important, right? And right. She, you know, mm-hmm. she needs, needs to, she's already on, setting, hitting the ground running behind, so to speak, from our expectations and standards.
7: And there's the social emotional piece as right. well as
13: yeah.
11: the academic piece
3: right i can't say i'm overwhelmed by by us dictating that a 16 year old has to go to botek and learn a trade though no so they, they train
11: up.
7: yeah no, no. i they, think it's required it's yeah. not required but it's an opportunity then um and a lot of times it depends if you're learning another language like so if we went somewhere else, we might learn better by doing you know just because that it's sort of just easier but it doesn't mean that that's sort of a track for that person at all
13: the problem is the way code works is they only get an yeah. additional year of, of to graduate so they get the five-year program or you're in special education you get to the age of 21 right, right. to graduate right. so L's don't have as many rights in that sense so say they move in their junior year they have two two three English. years to learn English and go through all of the credit requirements and say they don't have any formal education before that it's it's sort of a daunting task, right? It's really hard. Just so to give you
12: some background, it on. takes one to three years to learn like social English. It takes five to seven years to learn academic English beyond that. So now we're That's asking these okay. students to pick it up in a year. Mm-hmm. To right. right. Graduate to stay up. Right. Time, yeah. not really right.
3: And, and so how, how many students they drop out? do we have in this category?
13: Um, we had a family of three who all lived in high school a couple of years ago. So we have two that are left. One graduated, who had um, a little bit more formal education than the younger two, um, and so they both the younger two have taken advantage of, of longer times right. into taking that fifth year here with us and really working with guidance and student services to provide them with supports that they need.
3: What happened to that student? She's that curious? Do we know? She's post high
13: school. He uh, post high school um, went to
0: community college. So um, just two other comments I wanted to make. One, just like we give a new staff member a mentor. I know it happens informally because my son happens to find all the students from another country. He loves he, them. So he's a magnet for that. Um, are, are we mentoring a new kid who comes in? Because just like um, I, I just know from sitting with Spanish speaker, mm-hmm. Kids, my son gave up Spanish for year. His Spanish is better now from sitting in a classroom. <laughs> so the, the, same, the reverse has to be the same. So are we giving them mentors? I don't the, think we the have any formal mentors? program, but it is something that uh, we
12: are looking to do as part of this equity council, and want to form some for more programs. From. It's definitely something we've talked about. Um, there are districts that do a variety of different things um, in terms of mentoring new students and new families, so that's on our to do list and wish list for this city council.
13: And I think the ESL teachers, they, they form a little family. Like They really do take care of these kids, ensure them. Because there's so many like Americanisms, right? Like, this is senior trip, or this is probably, like, they, they might not have any understanding of any of those things. They sort of help mm-hmm. form that little cohesive unit and navigate them through that process. Or here's what grade is, here's how you access Genesis, like all of those pieces that they might not know because their family's coming from a different country. So
11: one of
12: the things that we talk about at training across the district um, is that, Part of our role as educators is also to educate families who do not Mm -hmm. go through the school system. Mm -hmm. So I moved here from England with my family, and my parents, uh, we always joke that my sister was like the guinea pig for my brother and I because she was the first one to go through the American school system with Mm -hmm. my parents who were brought up in the English school system with us. So part of what we have to do as educators is when we get new families, also work with them to help understand the system that they're soon And that's one
0: of our goals this year.
12: Mm
0: And the, the last thing I would just say is I uh, probably went to at the time the most diverse school in Newark. I grew up in Newark and went through the public school system there. And we did a lot of cultural things as a school. We had International Day, we had a lot of things that um, as kids that we participated in that really made that community inclusive because we began to understand one another's cultures um, and. So I know we do some of it, like mm-hmm. at the high school, but are we doing it in the other school district?
12: I don't think we're formally doing it consistently in every school the same way. And again, I think doing this district equity council, we're going to get everybody on Good. the same page. Yeah, that's really the goal of this is so that moving forward, we can <coughs> say, like, what are we doing at each building level? How are we supporting our families and making everyone feel comfortable? Yep. Good. And then can I just say something really quickly about yes. equity.
13: the equity? The Equity Council also is not just looking at ethnicities, okay. but ability, okay. gender, identity, like just everything,
0: everything. making sure that all kids feel well and represented in So yeah.
4: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank, you. Super thank you. Thank
0: you. Any other comments or questions? Great. Thank okay. you. Thank okay. okay. nice. you. Okay, so we're going to move on to a very quickly commi- uh, committee. Uh, reports so um, uh, Shana, you're doing uh, yes, um, okay, great. So,
11: you, you start. okay. All right, so um, Ed development policy actually had a virtual meeting on uh, Tuesday, August 13th. So, we did some first reading policies for food services, um, lunch offer, lunch serve, uh, free and reduced free meals, <coughs> unpaid meal charges, outstanding food service charges, and substance abuse. So these first reading policies were initiated because we're now off the federal lunch program in all the schools and the substance abuse policy was edited to include a blurb that aligns to the new random drug testing uh, policy so we can align them. Um, So the blurb states that students who are found to be under the influence at school will also submit to random drug testing consequences so such as regularly meeting with the school assistance counselor. Um, Second reading policy was the cafeteria fund and we did it changes and also we've been updating curriculum this summer so these curriculum are up for approval so they are creative writing drawing uh, one and two forensics middle school choir and band sports journalism uh, grades 5 through 8 PE Chinese 5 K through 5 world language theater design uh, AP art history child development one and two Um, middle school financial literacy um, which is a new requirement for 2019. That's awesome. Um, multi- multivariable Calculus, AP Spanish, Computer Science 1 and 2, Anatomy and Physiology, French 1, Hispanic Cinema, Pre-Algebra, and AP Biology. And our next uh, meeting um, in person on September 10th at 6. Actually, 5.30 now, that <laughs> <because> <laughs> we the one
4: of the yeah. Meeting, yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Any
0: questions for Shana? Thank you. Mm-hmm.
15: Personnel met on August 20th at 5 p.m. in attendance was Sheena, Jane, myself, Sharon, and Dr. Foster. We reviewed the regular personnel agenda. Um, the August Board Meeting Personnel Agenda included recommendations for higher coaches, advisors, mentors, and extra work assignments. Both interim BA business administrators will be on the board agenda for approval tonight. Talked about recruiting needs and building department teams have been working hard behind the scenes. To fill the many open positions, including many lead replacements, we also talked about the social media specialist. On um, our next steps, the job has been posted both internally and externally. We have not reviewed any applicants yet, but anticipate that that applicants will apply. We must wait ten days for posting before officially hiring a candidate.
0: I think we have two. Yeah. Nine.
15: Two nine. Yes, yeah. I didn't know exactly. I knew we had one. Yeah.
0: Now
6: we
15: have nine. Interim um, BA, as I shared before, Nick Paleo is you high. An SBA with over 40 years of experience will join us September 1st and, and be here until November 1st. At that time, Mark Ritter will serve as an interim until March 31st. Mark is returning to Robinson once again after serving in his capacity in 2016. An update on the superintendent search and the director of technology, the RFP submission for a superintendent search firms are due, or were due on Friday, August 23rd. There are 19 applicants, is that still so right? for the Director of Technology and Recruiting Paper Screening Galleries to Identify Potential Candidates for Interviews. Is that right, that number? Yep. Yes. Power Professional Behavior Support Coaching Project, Robinville, would like to participate in a research study conducted by Rutgers to determine the effectiveness of coaching to support paraprofessionals. If approved, the district will receive coaching support and behavioral interventions for our staff members. Our next meeting is Tuesday, September 17th. So that also is on the agenda
0: in case anybody wants yes. to ask any questions. Yeah, 5 thank you. And questions from a personnel
7: perspective? Okay. Um, maybe just Nick wave and smile. Um, he's not official yet, but he's, um, uh, thank you welcome.
10: for coming tonight. Thank you. welcome you. Uh, Welcome the opportunity to help out for a little while. It'll be my 40th opening of the school year. Wow. wow. Oh, wow. Oh, God bless <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thank
9: you for the opportunity to serve the School District. Thank you.
0: Appreciate it. Fido,
10: um, Finance, Facilities, yeah. and Transportation. Yeah, good, good evening. Uh, last Wednesday, August 21st, we met with myself, Rich Young, James Luciano, and Kathy. Um, we started out with an update on facilities from Brian Murphy. Some of this was discussed already in his presentation, uh, but we, one of the bigger items we talked about was the Robbinsville High School concrete work. Um, that includes ballers in the front and the back, as well as lighting. Um,
7: and um,
0: no,
7: no lighting now. okay. We we'll, the, the lighting yeah. and then it's taken out. Of
10: okay. But that includes concrete and bollards. Um, we also talked about, we got an update of the summer project, which there are many. Um, he updated us on restriping the parking lots, which includes filling in the cracks, relining, and resealing all three parking lots, which we're getting close to do those jobs right now. And, um, and we also, in terms of facilities, talked about um, coordinating that facilities walkthrough, which took place earlier today, as discussed. In terms of finance, we talked about the donation from the RBF, which Debbie Bauer discussed earlier tonight. Thank you again. And um, in closing, the meeting, the next meeting will be Wednesday,
0: September 18th, 63. Debbie Baer. Debbie Baer, Bear. Okay. Debbie Bauer is the finance person for yeah. the town. Right. I knew the spelling was. It's good. easy to yeah. get <laughs> to yeah. that. Thank you. Okay. Any questions on yes?
2: I have a comment about something not on the agenda, if you don't mind. Um, something I brought up last year, and I, I honestly remembered it tonight. Whenever they would giving the presentation for facilities, is there any way we can get a spotlight or something under the grandstand of the football game? It is like pitch black underneath there, and I'm just afraid somebody's going to get hurt or trip.
0: A or, lot of people go down.
2: We, yeah, we have the ramp that goes down downstairs. the middle. I think
0: that's a spotlight under, under the grandstand under of the
2: football the games. I mean, it's go there on a night sometime. It's really, really we, dark.
0: I would imagine that if we don't own a portable lighting thing, that I know the township owns many, and we might be able to coordinate with them too. Uh, I I agree with you. Um, When you come down, what happens, Kathy, is if you're sitting down down a little bit, so Uh the flock is first, and maybe you're like three sections over, you're likely not going to walk all the way across to get to the bathrooms, you're going to go down those stairs. And it's very dark under there. And it's not exactly even. The ground Mm -hmm. is not exactly even under Mm -hmm. there. Uh, Great idea. Um, Other comments? I just want to make a comment that in addition to the front sidewalk and the back sidewalk, it also includes a cut through. You know how uh, when you go into the front parking lot, um, uh, past the first set of cars? there's a cut through, there's like a carve out for people to cross. This also includes putting a second carve out because the drop off for kids in the morning is in the back and they're walking through the grass up and down so we're going to put a second carve out there so that there's kind of a straight walkway for the students
15: being dropped off.
0: That's, that's also included in that bit. And also, will there be
15: warranties for this work?
5: I'm, I'm assuming yes, I'm I'm assuming.
0: But, However, but that's a that good I can't, I don't yeah, know. we need um, to ask that
2: question. Okay, community relations. Okay, community relations met on Tuesday, August 6th. Uh, those in attendance were myself, Scott, Rich, Vito, and Dr. Foster. Um, we talked about the, um, the back-to-school nights and the dates for them. And we talked about um, an idea that we've been talking about for a while would be the uh, board members sign up for the calendar of events. I'm not sure how that's going since we talked about it.
7: We have about three or four people, so if anyone else, I should have brought it tonight, but I'll send it out tomorrow again. Just so everybody can see Just to have board representation of these back to school days some different events. And thank you for those who already signed up.
2: Um, Then we talked about... The uh, no drop-off protocol, I know that this went out in a, um, to everybody a mass email from Dr. Foster last, last week um, just to try to curb the, uh, well, stop the drop-offs. I mean, it was way out of control at all schools um, last couple of years, and we hope this new policy um, alleviates a lot of issues that we're having administratively here. Um, well, another thing that we've been talking about for, you know, we talked about in the spring and we decided to table until the fall is just to... Um, to, uh, you know, extend off of what Pimmy had had talked about is having an an evening of community conversation about our changing demographics. I think the presentation she gave us was really good, um, and we have set a tentative date for October 1st that's going to be we're going to give up our meeting that month to have it that night and we we may like, have
7: to change it because it's back to school nights, but i'll and we can check okay. in but it's Stress stay tuned it's, going to be, it's coming
2: it's
7: coming it's right. coming it's, yes it's, it, it'll and and yeah. it'll be posted on facebook exactly but next month's right. meeting You're we'll going.
2: talk about the There's agenda the and what we want i mean i i think those um the slides that what we're already doing would be a great precursor it's at the beginning long. of it um, but we'll invite the parents um, to come in and talk about ideas and things that the school can do to move it forward. Um, we talked about transportation department. Everything's a okay as of the meeting. I hope that's still um, still good.
7: Yes, we freshman academy. I think we Western missed a academy. couple, but that's okay. We're we're getting there. Saw a bus doing the route the other day. Um, you know, Tammy and her team have re, uh, collapsed some routes to to okay. make it easier, so hopefully we won't have as many late buses, in other words, buses not coming
0: to the stop on time. Right. But we Good. also put, I, I think what's really important is we put communications on the buses Correct. between Tavi and GPS. So we'll know it. if where somebody is if they haven't showed up on which will be very helpful.
2: Um, then we brought up um, an idea that I had last year about using football games for mm-hmm. announcements um, Captain, Kathy talked again. to Tom Brantel. That's everything's good. Um, we just have to give them something the week before. This will include just any announcements the the board or administration want to make and want to make, and possibly even um, upcoming events happening in the schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, we talked about the random drug testing event on August fifth, which had twenty two people show up. And the next one will be on the RHS back to school night on September twelfth. Our next meeting will be Tuesday, September fourth, at five thirty p.m. Okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you. any questions or comments okay,
3: then. okay security met on uh wednesday august 21st uh there's attendance including chip date chief nitty brian murphy paul gizzo jane tom scott um, scott Kubit from the police myself and dr foster we spoke about uh panic buttons the district has already installed panic button- buttons at each school we're now checking with jeff gale at doe emergency preparedness to make sure that we are compliant
6: I already checked
3: We we are, we don't have to have a red light, we can have a blue light, but he's letting us know about the height. Excellent, okay. do more to come on that. Um, c- cameras, the district may be able to include uh, the purchase of additional security cameras through phase two of the ESIP. There's a meeting tomorrow, I believe you said, on the ESIP. Following this meeting, we'll know the scope of the project and timeline. Also talked about bollards for the front and the back of the high school as part of our concrete repair project. Um, Red After School Security, we're going to a private firm, Uh, Tri-Shield Security Protection Service was chosen as the successful uh, proposal for Red before and after school security and they're starting September?
7: September and actually there was training today.
3: Okay, great. Digital Mapping, the County Prosecutor's Office along with OEM is providing funding for digital mapping for both Pond and the high school. We're gathering the architect blueprints to share with them to upload images. The district is responsible for paying for digital mapping for Sharon School. Chief Niddy and the township police have applied for a grant that we hope will cover some of that cost and we'll learn about those grants on September 1st. And then lastly, we're considering a joint ordinance with the township for vaping. In order to more aggressively deter students from vaping, the township and district are developing a joint ordinance which would require students to pay a fine and appear at a court hearing if they were vaping in public. East Brunswick has a joint ordinance in place. So it's being developed, we'll take a look and discuss it at the board.
0: In public means in a public building, whether that be a board. school or right. um, a township, etc.
3: Correct. Next meeting is Tuesday, October 8th at 8 a.m.
0: Just a comment about vaping. Um, there was the first lawsuit of a student um, suing um, Jewel Good. for um, addicting him to uh Nicotine, and we'll see where that goes. Wow.
3: There's also been a recent death and death a spate of injuries from yes. students injured by by vaping.
0: a question.
7: Mm-hmm. was the fire department there? Not this time, but they usually come. Oh, just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Dan Schaffner usually comes in. Yeah.
9: Mm-hmm. And yeah, that
0: death was quite uh, awful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, any other comments or great. questions? No, Just a the comment, I heard
11: that we did add the diapers and the wipes yes. for emergency evacuation. I forgot to put it in. I just wanted to say yes. thank you. You are welcome. That's awesome. Yeah. appreciate that. That's yeah. great. For the kids that
16: mm-hmm.
0: are great to answer on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. So, can I have a motion to go into public comment? So moved.
3: Second.
0: Second. All in favor? Right. 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 Aye. Okay. Opposed? OK, so time may be allotted for public comment at this meeting. Members of the public wishing to address the Board of Education on both agenda and non-agenda items must state their name, address, and the group, if any, that they represent. A member of the public shall not be permitted to speak until she or he is recognized by the presiding officer in accordance with the district uh, 0167. Each comment should be limited to three minutes. No participant may speak more than once. No dialogue between the speaker and the board and or superintendent shall extend the three-minute time limit um, provided herein. Although the board encourages public comment, it reserves the right through its presiding officer to terminate uh, remarks to and or by any individual not keeping with the conduct of a proper and efficient meeting in adherence with the protocol established in New Jersey School Board's association. The board will use this public comment period as an opportunity to listen to residents' concerns, but not to debate issues or to enter into a Q&A um, session. Issues raised by the members of the public may require review or investigation, or may or may not be responded to by the board or the superintendent during the meeting, or comments will be considered. And a response will be forthcoming if and when appropriate. So having said that, do we have any members of the public who would like to speak tonight? Yes?
17: Uh, leaf Breeden to Abington Lane here in Robbinsville. I don't represent anybody but uh, my family, I guess. So. Uh, first off, uh, Dr. Foster, I just wanted to publicly congratulate you on your retirement. Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy it. Thank you. Looking forward to it. It's uh, you know well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Next, Craig, what's the status of the Internet Awareness Night? Oh,
8: October 15th. Uh, I'm
17: sorry. That's mm-hmm. no, okay. Mm-hmm. October 15th. <laughs> and two, is it going to be the same level as the Opioid Awareness Night?
0: We'll come back to answer the questions. We'll yes. let you your sure comments first.
17: Okay, well I just wanted to know what was going on there. Um, second off, I don't know, you probably have all seen this on the news just recently, um, three possible mass shootings were prevented by someone saying something to the authorities and that people were arrested, that was on national news. I think it's very important that we continue to reinforce that policy here and at the other schools. Um, and last but not least, and Rich has already tuss- touched on this, the vaping thing. Um, I had a very great conversation with my daughter the other day, and she's afraid to go in the bathrooms here because of this. And not, and not, and not because she's going to be vaping or anything, but she doesn't want to get caught up in what's going on there. Um, so what, What, if anything, are we doing about this? Because I recall at the meeting in May, because I missed the June and July ones, um, and I don't know the young lady's name who's the uh, principal here at uh, Robbinsville, but her and one of the police detectives Mm -hmm. talked about all this vaping and everything going on, so that's all my comments. So, what are we doing?
0: So, um, let's go back to the October. 15 internet awareness and Scott you probably know the most about it so I don't know if you can say anything about the presentation, how in depth is it? Is it for kids and parents? It's
15: guidance, it's information, it's it's um, helpful in a way that you can take information and advance it. It's not super prescriptive, that's not the goal because there's many opportunities, but it is about giving you options and ideas and, and awareness about what's going on and um, it's still not final either but he'll touch upon many different perspectives about that and um, again it, it's, it's still draft
17: mode so I don't want to get too far into it either. Okay just really quick my expectation level is for the internet task force or whatever to be here and to tell horror stories so that this really hits home because this is very serious. Well I think there are
15: opportunities for him to tell stories about concerns and things that people should be aware of. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the dialogue,
0: you know, we're, we're not supposed to have an opening. No, open I know. No, Thank you. Thank you for your comments, though. Um, see something, say something is still on all of our minds um, in terms of reinforcing with the kids, Kathy. I'm assuming that's part of the introduction of school and talking to kids about that. and. Good. Um, uh, we'll I don't we'll know. have to talk a little bit more about vaping in the bathrooms and what the solutions are mm-hmm. there okay. because I, um, I'm i just going to be frank. I've heard the same things from my kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. huge concern. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Others? Yes, hi,
18: Mary. Hi. Uh, Mary I'm at 16 Wicker Way. I'm not speaking for anybody but me. Um, I came here tonight to speak out against several of the district's newest initiatives. I know I'm late to the game because this has been going on for a while, but I'm really disheartened by the passing of the RDT at the high school and the breathalyzer testing at Pond Road and the no drop off policy. A few years back when Robinsville Red Initiative got started I thought it would be a great benefit to our students and now I see it as a pretty destructive force, a mere smoke and mirrors initiative to hide policies that do the exact opposites for our students. The idea of improving our young students to be creative, freestanding thinkers able to overcome obstacles is a pitch that any parent would never turn down. But that's not what I see these new initiatives doing. With the RDT, we are treating our kids like criminals. No, worse than that, because even criminals are presumed innocent until they're proven guilty. This policy makes every child guilty until they prove their innocence by peeing in a cup. Our kids good kids? who are trying so very hard, sorry, to do everything right, navigating the trials of growing up, are not seeing us as supportive members of their tribes, but as suspicious and conspiring of them. We should be showing our children the humanism that puts faith in the dignity of the individual. Instead, we are hurting them literally like cattle treating them innocent and guilty alike, denying them their extras, unless they're submitted to our subjugation. This is really how we want to make our children ready? Our district reported to the state, all the numbers that I could find, from 2011 to 2016, 11 substance abuses. That's two a year. And for this, we're gonna be spending $25,000 a year and subject possibly 800 students to the absolute humiliation of the accusing accusation. This is not what I expect our district to spend our money on when we fight for our fair share of student aid. That's not the financial cost that I'm really concerned with, but what are the real costs to our students? If you're seriously interested in keeping kids off drugs, you would be listening to the experts, National Education Association, the American Association of Pediatrics, the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychology, that all say that kids should be involved in curricular activities to be part of a community, to build strength that way. For me as a parent, my goal is to have my child to entrust me implicitly, and in order for that to happen, I have to show them that I trust them. And you as a district are undermining that. How can I expect my child to discuss important life altering issues with me, when by allowing RDT, I clearly show them that I don't trust them? As this new no drop off policy, how does that help? It's an overreach, a way to clean up the front hall, not have to annoy, to deal with the annoying issues of drop-offs and parents. In the five years we've lived here, I've used drop-off twice. You don't know me or my child or the upheaval that's going on in her life right now, <laughs> and the weight that she's carrying on her shoulders. And it's frankly offensive that you think you do, that you know better. Can our kids live without whatever we're dropping off? Absolutely. But do they need to? Knowing your parents love you, trust you, and have your back is essential in a strong relationship. Taking care of the little things can lead them to understand that we have their backs on the big things too. And you're stealing that from us. I became a parent to a parent and I can't help but feel that you as a district are undermining me at every turn and I'm disgusted. The HIP is a policy that has been in the public school system for years, and students or parents are preached as nauseam year after year, while the public school system, I can't can't see how you guys don't see that these policies are exactly that. You're harassing, intimidating, and bullying our students. You claim it's only for the kids with privileges when you know full well that those privileges are absolutely unnecessary in this day and age for our kids to get into colleges. They need to be involved, teachers, administrative, counselors, they all tell us, flush out your high school career, play sports, play an instrument, be in a play, join clubs. And then we bully them into submission. You can't do any of these things that will help you succeed without submitting to us. You want them to be good citizens, champions of the underdogs, future leaders, but they can't even control their own pee. Shame on you all for allowing this to happen. You had a policy in their place that allowed you to, to suspected people to be tested And instead of using that policy correctly, you're hamstringing the entire student population. Sorry, I'm emotional.
0: Uh, Thank you, Mary. I am, um, I don't know if you want to make any statements, Kathy. um, I will come back because uh, the drop-off policy, I have some questions about that. And I've heard from a lot of parents and kids about the drop-off policy and their concerns about um, what happens to the kids who are disorganized, or who have something going on in their life that puts them in a position that they can't. So we can talk about it now, we can talk about it in old business. Can I agree? Can I agree? Do you want to talk about it in new business then? Maybe.
4: That might be better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. That way we can get all the public comment yep. is what I was thinking. Yep.
6: Other? Yes? I wasn't going to say anything but after the thing, and my my child's out of school, but we talked about this, and he was like, thank God I'm gone. Because it's the same feeling in my house, that why would you make me randomly pee in a cup because I want to be on the lacrosse, or I am on the lacrosse, sorry, or I participate in some activity. It does presume that you have a problem, and it's random. And it's it's taken very personally by the students as offensive because you're assuming I'm doing it bad, then why don't I? And that's that's sort of their adolescence, they're learning, and that's a really normal <laughs> response for an adolescent, and it certainly would be for me too in a job situation. If I were a job and they said, hey, just for kids, nobody gets overtime unless you randomly come I'd leave. <laughs> I wouldn't stay at that job. And I think we're, I, I wholeheartedly support you on both your points because there are many situations. I have a unique situation at home, which I don't mean to explain to anybody, but there are certainly times when I needed to drop off something for my kid because it showed him if I mattered, he mattered, the work he did mattered, whatever it was, I probably dropped off three things in his whole school career, but if the school had told me I can't, that would have eroded my relationship with my son, and what then would he internalize about himself? or me because there's a rule. It's an arbitrary rule. Schools are made up all of arbitrary rules. We just decide what time a class will be and we make it like that's right, but really we've just taken control of that and made decisions and, and many need to be made. But I agree with you and your, your emotional reaction was very, very warranted because it's very hard to be a parent now. There's a lot of stuff out there that's influencing your child. And if you can show them, I got you, they're not going to go to those other influences as a relative. And I agree with you about the, the vaping. That's rampant in the bathrooms. It's rampant in the bathrooms. And that's a much more important thing to be strong on and have a firm rule on because it's not there there's already rules on that and kids would feel more comfortable in the bathroom when you have to go as opposed to the other two rules which I think do send a, a negative message and erode parental relationships I'm 100% on that, Mary. thank you for commenting others to this, so we're not
0: yes that. I'm
6: Andrea Keller. I live
7: at
16: 186 Burnett Crescent. Uh, I think the presentation tonight that Rajni did about the cultural awareness is important, <coughs> and, the, and I had an offline conversation with her already, but I think the element that's missing that everybody needs to be aware about is we can talk about how culturally different we are, but what the presentation is missing and the training and the school is missing is that families are different. My family experienced a very traumatic episode in June for both <laughs> of my children. My daughter wants no part of going back to fourth grade this year because of what we went through in june and the staff needs to be trained that not all families are the same so i hope that in as you move forward with those presentations and the training that we talk about how families are different we are not all any longer a mom and a dad i am a mom who chose to use a donor and have both of my children and I did not need a lunch aid to challenge my children this past year on who they were and where they came from. And I just think that that training needs to be incorporated in and provided sooner than later because it's a lacking element of what people need across the board in the district. Thank you very much.
14: Carol Hi. Carolyn Ann Blank, has my address. I represent myself. Um, I concur with Mary. Her um, her statements regarding um, the erosion of the student-parent-school uh, triad trust is really important. But what I what I want to hone in on is what something that she mentioned. All of the governing bodies and policy-making bodies and rulemaking making bodies about. Uh, children and adolescents with regard to their their appropriate care that guide treatment and education decisions are not being the ones considered in this. I know that the I I saw the PowerPoint and um, all of the evidence that you gave was anecdotal. There was nothing that was evidence-based, there was nothing that was When the American Association for Pediatrics says random drug testing doesn't actually do what you want it to do, um, why, are, why isn't that the gold standard for decision making? You also haven't said what your metrics for success will be. We've had very few, and I I know that that if we can save one kid, it's 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 important, it's worth the you know 25 grand or 13 grand or however much money it's worth it, but you've not articulated what your metrics of success for having uh, this continue beyond this year. You said you would revisit it at the end of the year to see if it would be continued. So, have you um, instituted uh, a policy or a practice of um, evaluating the students? Are you getting their feedback? Are you getting that qualitative data? Are you getting the data that says, oh, we've, you know, we have this many. Uh, we've caught this many. What? what tell us <laughs> that you're actually um, planning on doing this. And, and really, you, you need to give us more justification for why you're not actually using the real evidence base and the empirical data and the recommendations of the, these other higher governmental and non-governmental bodies, and why you choose anecdotal data as your, as your choice for making this policy
7: so I know we are um, so the answer for the metrics is yes so we are going to get feedback from students we're also going to use some statistics that we're gathering obviously this is a baseline here um, we had said to the board that we would continue to report uh, what we're learning we you know we don't know anything yet obviously um, but we'll continue to report on um, the the feedback
0: and also just the data that we're receiving. And maybe you and Kim Kim can say something about, because you did a lot of research, so I know people keep saying we didn't use this agency and that agency, but certainly Kim did present the board Mm -hmm. uh, with her recommendation based on research. Um, so one of the research says that random drug
13: testing alone doesn't work, but with, in conjunction of character ed programs and you know, drug-free programs, then it is successful. That's what the, the research shows. So we know that it's not just these uh, people coming in periodically and having kids tested, but also doing a lot of education on the back end. And you know, you're talking about vaping in the bathrooms. Well, unfortunately, it's not just tobacco in those vapes. You know, it's marijuana. It's THC. Um, and so it's the easy access of vaping is what's really horrifying now, and it's a completely different terrain um, than it was a couple of years ago. So you know, they're not, they weren't smoking joints in the bathroom a couple of years ago, but they have the power of one now. It's, uh, it's very hard to detect, it's very hard to find, it's odorless, and so that's why I feel like you're hearing a lot of distrust and things like that. I think the district and the board as a whole are seeing a problem, and they're seeing an issue, and we're trying something out. Um, in conjunction with other programs.
0: Yeah, I think the, the, the other thing is, I don't know where you got the 11 people have been found with... Uh, State records. Probably the EBDRS. The right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what I can tell you is what kids tell me in the school and kids tell me that 40% of the kids are using. The kids all know who are doing drugs.
18: They all know who are doing, doing drugs, drugs.
0: in this school. And they
18: know where they're doing
0: them.
4: Okay. Thank you, Mary. Um, yes. Jen Marinello, no, 326, um, Andover Place. I just have a question about the vaping policy, just because of what you're saying, Dr. Chu. Mm-hmm. Um, if students are found vaping, what is the policy and do they go to the emergency room immediately?
13: Um, so it gets tested, so to see if it's tobacco, if it's drug, and then there's like two different sort of pathways. Um, and then they have to go to or something like that to get um, tested as well for being under the influence and then there's a follow-up So that's that substance abuse policy. That's the first reading tonight because it's different So random drug testing is, you know, at some point they had um, ingested something This is if they're vaping and they're under the influence. That's a different type of policy, right? What well, we included with this substance abuse policy is to make it more therapeutic as well, so that there's follow-up visits with the student assistance counselor, etc. Because we really want to make sure that it's not just, oh, we're isolating you and now you're gonna stay home and vape. We want you back in the school. We want you, you know, um, re- rehabilitated for lack of a better
0: word. Um, so yeah, it just depends on the situation and what the vape pass. In terms of the vaping um, policy that we mentioned that we're considering, um, it would put um, teeth behind them. If, if the vape has marijuana in it or H, HTC oil in it, it's, there is a route to rehabilitate them for drug use. But if the vape is, is um, nicotine, um, this would, as opposed to taking the vape pen and throwing it in a draw, this would actually um, uh, uh, give the, the, a ticket. The parent would get a ticket. They would have to go to court. They would have to resolve it in um, court. Um, trying to bring the parents in because I know a lot of kids who are using. Sometimes the parents don't know because they're only doing it, you know, um, at school. Um, and it is, um, I don't know, I have, I have done personally a lot of research um, because I have three boys and, um, and I see my oldest friends all vaping and so I've had lots of conversations about the effects and what's in those things no matter whether it's nicotine or it's something else what's in them what is the liquid that they call water that has zero h2o in it um, it's more like embalming fluid that they're sucking into their lungs so it's no wonder that kids are having seizures it's no wonder and the um the the um, concentration is so much different than what a cigarette would be or what even smoking marijuana would be compared to what they're ingesting so there's a there's a lot of research out there and we're just trying to find ways and look for ways in the community to see how others are you know trying to help kids and and we have a lot of kids here we have a lot of kids in our middle school sixth graders who are vaping as I said, watch the news. This lawsuit came out yesterday. Um, a 16 year old suing Jewel for uh,
8: his addiction. Nushin. Okay. Hi, I'm Nishin Cannon, 86 Cypress Street. Um, first of all, I want to thank you guys for listening because. This is a very important conversation, and we appreciate you guys listening. And I am representing myself. But actually, I am not only representing myself. I'm, a pre- I'm representing all those foreigners who have to do ESL and ELL mm-hmm. because I was one of those students that had to go through ESL. I was one of those students that had to drop a calculus, too, because I only understood good morning and goodbye from the uh, teacher. And I had to drop a course because I couldn't understand anything in between. But I passed the class with the A-plus because I knew math. So these are the situations that you have to do. So my suggestion is, and then I heard the lady in the back that talked about, Uh, her daughter for the fourth grade, and then I hear Mary talking about her children, and I hear the whole conversation. So it brings me to understand that communication between you guys and the parents are the most important part in here, and you inclusively putting people with you to talk to you. For example, when um, we got the presentation that how much Everything is shifting in our township, and how much foreigners we have more, and how much uh, support that they need to have, and how much support their family needs to have. We should have more conversation with those families. The families that you think the children are vaping in a school, have those family conversation with you guys in private. Have asked them, what do you think we should do, because we cannot have our students doing this. It's not like all 3,000 students of your school are having problems. They are maybe 20% of them having problem, 30% of them having problem, maybe that would help. Obviously, what you guys already started and you're doing, you're doing it for our children. We understand that and we thank you. And it's not only our children, because all of you have children in the school system. But at the same time, you have to understand that when something new comes up and something like this happens and something like this happens and hits people, people want to understand and at the same time have their dignity be there. So they wouldn't have problems with their own children, and they don't have problems with their own trust. So, again, I have brought this many, many, many times to you guys. The township has changed. Our uh, situation in here has changed. Have more communication with parents. Make them be part of you. Make them sit with you. Make them hear you. And just don't have... October 15 for uh, Facebook problems, or October 1st for vaping problems, or October 10 for security problems. That's not going to solve anything. Obviously, more inclusiveness, more being involved. Yes, you guys all have families, you're all busy, you all have other things to do. But at the same time, you are sitting here, you wanted to be chosen, and you need something to do for us, and we appreciate it. So this is just an option. And thank you very, very much, Jane, and thank you very, very much, Dr. Foster, for not that putting that three minutes up. I really appreciate it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> very I not broken, and <laughs> thank God for that. Thank God for that, and thank God for that. Thank you. But I figured it out. So Afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> okay,
7: next
0: time. Next time. <laughs> uh, other comments? Thank you, Um,
7: nope.
19: Avery sorry
0: uh,
9: sorry, uh, sorry. Costanza, uh, uh union street um while there are things that i think could be added to the uh, equity um uh presentation i want to recommend uh as well as dr two and the district itself for the uh for the presentation uh for one of the <laughs> things that was definitely in there and i think in light of all the things that we're talking about uh, especially it's hard for a district to stay instructionally focused. Uh, In my work with states and districts throughout the country, you can't go anywhere without talking about whole child or equity. But what you don't see a lot of are conversations that get down to, what are the high quality and rigorous curricular experiences and instructional experiences that each and every child has? And the fact that that was in there is definitely uh, commendable. There's a lot of research uh, that says if you're black, brown, or poor, you wind up getting much less rigorous instruction. The unfortunate fact of that is the research on math performance, for instance, NAEP data, National Assessment for Educational Progress. If you're African American, you do 19% proficiency on that. Hispanic, 26%. If you're Title I, it's about the same ballpark. So the fact that with everything that we're talking about and with the equity focus, that instruction is staying there um, at the core, to me is essential. It's great to add days. It's great to think about professional development. All of that stuff is needed. But then kids, my daughter is going into eighth grade, you go into classrooms. And it has to be of the highest quality for each and every child. So as things get added to the equity statements and to the presentations, keep the instructional focus, because that, it's a school that's uh, the most important thing. And it was great to see that in the presentation. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Vincent.
9: Other Avery. Thank, Thank you. you. Avery Edgison, 57B.
0: I'm representing myself. You only have to say if you're not representing yourself. <laughs> representing I'll give you for, I just want to stop and give you an example. Uh, there was one time that Carolyn stood up, and she was reading statements from other people, and she told us who those other people are. That's the only time you have to say it. I wasn't well, sure since I'm a candidate, oh. but I
19: have to declare <laughs> that. Um, and I'm not sure if I need to bring this up with this part or the second part. I actually did read through the, the draft of the substance policy mm-hmm. that, um, if, if I'm following correctly, it went from five pages to 12 pages. <laughs> When I, when I was trying to look at what was published online versus what was linked in the actual present what was linked in the agenda. So I was trying to follow what was going on, but I'm going to specifically actually um, I brought this up before. when you put out policies on um, the, the policy that was linked doesn't have an inversion date on it. There's nothing to indicate really any kind of history of changes or summary. I don't know if that's not allowed. It's at so foreign to me. Sorry. It's
13: all the way at the bottom.
19: Sorry, No, it has dates. That's all. It doesn't give you any summary of what may have changed between those policies. And the one that was linked that's like 12 pages now said December 14th, 2014, still at the bottom. So um, it, sorry, it drives me nuts for QA wrote thousands of SOPs in my day it drives me absolutely bonkers when when you can't just look at a version date on something and understand what you're working at so just appreciate a little bit documentation practices um, as you have reviewed 55 of the as you have reviewed the new substance policy do you foresee any further updates to policy 5530 um, uh, so or Now now that 5530 has been revised, do you have any um, changes to the random drug testing Mm policy? Sorry, I read that. The sentence said that backward. A section is now included that testing positive makes them subject to to the random testing policy. Can you clarify what you mean? Would they have the various counseling and repeat testing? The RDT policy is only applicable to high school. What if it is a student from the high, the middle school or elementary school that tests positive? So, um, how is that being subject uh, to policy? I did go to the April, to the August 5th presentation from um, Ms. Ayers. One of the 22 people there, um, and she did do a very nice job with presenting what presenting the rationale for it and answering a number of questions, which was great. Um, I hope there's a frequently asked questions (laughs) coming that that will continue to evolve. But um, one of the parts that parents were really surprised at in her presentation was how once you are in the pool, it is good until you are no longer a student. Um, If you want to withdraw, you can't do privileges for 365 days. Then when I saw the consent online, this was not specifically called out or acknowledged. And while the policy was referenced, there was no link to the policy at all in the consent documentation. This is critical to parental and student understanding of the policy, so I'm surprised that this was not called out and acknowledged more explicitly, and can updates be done to the consent, and if the RDT policy does need to get revised again, is that going to require us all to reconsent? Um, so just another question, but I'm not, I am too am not real crazy about it. My daughter ended last year, did a presentation for her whole class on how she didn't agree with the policy, and um, it actually surprised the 25 to 30 students that were sitting in the classroom that because they hadn't heard of it at all yet. So, um, oh, great. I what grade? Kid, she's ninth grade. <clears throat> so there definitely needs to be some more education um,
0: in it. So, but I did appreciate Miss Avery's presentation. So, um, uh, Kim, maybe you can at least uh, address. I know the RDT is what. Triggered the change of the substance abuse policy not the other way around, right? Yeah,
13: so um, so no, it won't I mean unless anything changes No, it will not be revised again. I mean we looked at it obviously once we start implementing it things need to be changed But currently there's no plan to revise it Um, It's longer now because the regulation was bundled with it So a lot of times there's policies and then there's regulations that go with it. That's actually the guidelines that go with it So that's why it was so much longer Um, We don't put all the like History, I guess, on it, because that's what like school districts don't do that. Um, they just put the change of date because a lot of times it's like a code change or a law change. And so you would have sort of like a, a huge thing. Instead, it's it sort of memorialized in our minutes. Um, and that's where it sort of explains the changes. Um, so unfortunately, it's never going to be on the actual document, but it'll have like the, the date changes. And we are doing it so like the date at the top says revised, and at the bottom, so you don't have to scroll all the way down. Um, good question about a middle school student because that is a possibility um we, one of our guidance counselors is finishing up his SAC training at the middle school and so if there is a situation yes they will have um uh, therapy sessions with that SAC. Um, and if it happens, I hope it doesn't. Before he's done in the fall, then we have two sacks at the high school. So one could go down um, and work with that middle school student um, because we really do believe in the therapy um,
0: approach. Well, what about the other question? Was the random drug testing below the high school level? If a child, no, we're, was we're yeah. yeah, none, right? Yeah, yeah, there's none. Yeah, there's none yeah. Yeah.
19: below the high school level. So you're, um, you're I'm sorry, can I ask a follow up? Oh, um. mm-hmm. Um, so does that mean that if there's a middle school student, they would get the counseling as a, as according to the RDT policy, but they wouldn't get the repeat? Well, here's test- the situation
13: they would follow, so because there's not random drug testing at the middle school, they would follow the substance abuse policy. Okay. They, were under the, they were suspected to be under the influence and were found under the influence, and they followed that policy's um, recommendations. What we added was that therapy piece. Right. It wasn't in that original. So yes, there's still going to be disciplinary consequences because they're now under the influence at school and possibly carrying, substance at, carrying a substance at school, which is a, a, a much bigger penalty. Um, so yes, what we added was the therapy piece as well. Okay. Thank
0: you. Others? Any other? Yes? Can I speak one more time? Uh, you can speak in the next session.
17: Oh, you can't speak twice one or stuff.
6: Others, yes? I'm Rocky Upandiai, and I live in 55 Sharon Road. I really did appreciate that presentation about diversity. I think it's so important. And as a parent um, from a very diverse family, I just love that my daughter gets to grow up with such beautiful, bright faces, and uh, we can learn from each other, and we can love each other. And I just really appreciated that presentation. And I love that we have uh, staff members who are diverse. I love that you're seeking them out. I just really think that um, this is so important, and it means so much to me as a parent. <laughs> Thank you. Thank
0: you. Other comments, questions? OK, seeing no others, um, can I have a motion to close public so session? I can- okay. All in favor? Aye. <laughs> OK, so now we're going to move to the minutes. So can I have a motion to approve the uh, July 30th um, executive session and public session?
4: So move. Can I do I'm just giving one sorry. That's OK. OK. Yes. Ms. DeVito? Yeah. Mr. Galuccio. Yeah.
15: Mr. Heilman. Yes. Mr. Weiss? Yes. Yeah. Ms. Luciano. Yes. Mr. Young. Yes.
0: Motion. Okay. motion to, yeah. Is yeah. that both the public and exec, or was that just? It was, it was both. both. Oh, it was both. Okay. okay. Yes. Motion passes. Okay. So can I have a motion to approve personnel A, A <laughs> one A1 through A fourteen. So mm-hmm. Second. Any um, discussion? Okay. So just want to remind people both um, interim um, administrators are, are on the agenda for approval. Mm-hmm. Um okay.
4: Folkball? Ms. Siafia? Yes. Ms. DeVito? Yes. Mr. Coluccio? Yes. Mr. Hahnem? Yes. Mr. Vice. Yes. Ms. Luciano? Yes. Mr. Young?
3: I'm going to abstain from A1 through 11, and yes to A12 through 14.
0: Okay, Okay. so can I have a motion to approve B1 through 8?
5: So Mm moved. Second. Okay, any discussion
0: on B1 through 8?
4: Roll call. Ms. Siakia? yes. Ms. DeVito? yes. Mr. Deluccio? yes. Mr. Hammond, yes. Mr. Vice, yes. Ms. Luciana, yes. Mr.
3: Young, yes. passes.
4: So I'm going to ask
0: for, I'm going to separate one thing out of finance. Um, I'm going to separate one, C one, mm-hmm. and the reason I'm doing that is I want to make sure that the opportunity to discuss. Uh, If anybody has any questions about C1K, which is the uh, proposal for bid creation for the concrete work. So can I have a motion to approve C1? So moved.
3: Second.
0: Um, Any discussion? So please take a look at that. It's a a big spend um, for for the concrete.
3: Discussion. I think it's uh, necessary that we move forward with this. It's Absolutely. potentially a safety and trip hazard, and you know, we're adding safety enhancements to it. So, yes, it is a big spend, but in my opinion, it's certainly needed. Yep. The yeah, I agree
0: portion too, but the baller 40 miles an hour. So, according to um, uh, This it's a best practice from a homeland security perspective to have 40 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah,
10: yeah. We talked about uh different options with that, and uh, that was a topic of discussion.
8: That seems like not enough, not enough, in my opinion. I mean, you take on here, somebody's going to do harm and try and run into the school, they're certainly doing more than 40 miles an hour.
0: Well, I think. Consideration, like where they're coming from, like the
10: front of the schools, like It's the very
0: difficult. Out. It would be difficult yeah. to do that given where the school is. The chief but, yeah. thought it was appropriate, considering yeah. the yeah. various angles that the, the yeah. part yeah. would yeah. approach. But well, just so
10: you know that before, because it's a good point, they came up, but uh, there was lower speed limits on it's other other
0: uh, uh, proposals that we had. We bumped them up yeah. as part of uh, security. I know it doesn't sound very clear No,
13: I mean, you, mm-hmm. get, you, you, you get an Omni or, or FUV they can
7: do a straight line. I think it's the position of the Bollards, too,
0: that matter. Because you'd have to go through a few. There's, it's not a I mean, It's not a one. Nothing, yeah, you're not yeah. The plan is is more robust than you might think from what we've seen. Okay.
8: <laughs> okay.
0: Other comments or questions?
4: Roll call. Ms. Siakio? Yes. Ms. DeVito? Yeah. Mr. Gluccio.
15: Yes, Mr. Hyman? Yes, Mr. Vice. I'm abstaining from one K L and M. Uh, yes. One
3: K
0: L and M. No. Uh, Mrs. Young. Yes. yes. Mr. Young. Yes. So, um, can I have a motion to approve C two and three? Right. Mm-hmm. Just what is your
2: So moved.
0: Second.
9: Right.
0: Any discussion? Roll call.
4: Uh, Ms. Siakia? Yes. yes. Ms. Vida?
0: Yes. Mr. Bluccio? Yes. Mr. Hellman? Yes.
2: Mr. Vice? Yes. yes.
0: Ms. Luciano? Yes. Mr. Young? Yes. Motion passed. Can I have a motion to approve uh, D1? So moved. Second. Sorry, discussion. Oh, Craig. so moved was correct. Got it. Yeah. Chair, yeah. sure second. Got it. Um, discussion. Okay.
8: Roll call. Miss Yakia? D one. Yeah. D and the dog one. Right? Yes. Correct. Yes, correct. Red. I do have a question. Okay. Yes. So they got raises not last year but the year before. Correct. Right. Last
0: year. Last year. year, I'm losing time. That's okay. Me too. Okay. Okay. Uh, Given that, I just have a question. Do we have an idea of as the um, minimum wage goes up, the impact? Because there's a lot of hourly workers here, and, and how we'll phase in to get to. We so need to start thinking about Look, I, need, that I know each department, each department
7: is already um, looking, looking the, at that and yeah. including yeah. the increase okay. in, yeah. in their projections, okay. yes. yes. It is really the here, so? No. No.
0: Because no. it, it's not yes, it's not mandated yet. Yeah. So it hasn't, it hasn't, It'll it hasn't started. It'll start for next year. year. Well I understand that, but yeah. I'm just making a point yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, so you, so you are yes correct. Yes. Correct.
4: Okay. Roll call. Miss Siakia? Yes. Ms. DeVito? Yes. Mr. Galluccio? Yes. Mr. Common?
15: Yes. And Mr. Vice? Yes. Ms. Luciana. Yes. Mr. Young?
0: Yes. So see how fast that went? We're back to public. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it is time for public comment again. I'm not going to read the whole statement again, so can I have a motion to go into public comment move?
2: Second.
0: All in
4: favor? Uh,
0: okay. All right. It's your turn again. Any comments from the public? Hushy.
8: Yes. I'm sorry. Um, Don't apologize. Uh, it's your turn. Should I try the three minutes again? I'm watching the clock. It hasn't started yet. It's okay. We are waiting in five seconds. Keep watching. Um, um, I wanted to ask you guys because um, the position that is open for Mr. Holmes that you're going uh, to interview on uh, September 10th, which Mm -hmm. is advertised and it is. Um, I saw the notes and um, everything else Um, and I looked at the policy that you have for the interview and then voting and all that. I was looking at it. There is no part of it in that policy that says that if there is a special situation uh, who would be excused for voting and being involved in it. And you know why I'm asking this? Because yeah, you're so not down in okay. the bushes. So let's be You know your lawyer no, is here. Do
0: you have other,
8: um, do you have other? No, that's th- it. That's, that's okay. it, OK.
0: So Kathy and I can address this. We yeah. did ask for advice mm-hmm. um, from both um, school boards and from yeah. our attorney, um, both of which have turned up nothing. No, there is no rules. There is no case um, law, case law wow. that would prohibit anyone on this board from voting. Um, in the September 10th election. All that is asked of us is that we follow the code of ethics, which requires that um, a couple of these things are uh, important to this decision. That we will make decisions um, for the educational welfare of our children and we will seek to develop public schools. So that's one thing that's here. That we will um, carry out my responsibility, right? not administer to the schools. so it's our job as part of this to find a school board member, mm-hmm. that we will refuse, this is probably the most important one, we'll refuse to surrender my independent judgment to special interest or partisan political groups or to use schools for personal gains or for the gain of friends. So that is probably the most important one, that we all go into um, the interview process being, one, independent, and two, um, uh, going in without a decision made and interviewing um, the candidates that present themselves, um, and then as a board deliberating and making a decision. May I talk or no? N- uh, no, you asked me a question, yeah. so... Okay, so no, because, um, so then... It, uh, I asked can, can I you know it or not? no, no. Okay. That's fine. okay so but but if you would like to afterwards I'm happy to hear whatever you have to say I mean okay, that's fine. Did, did you want to uh, no I
7: think um, you covered it and I think um, this is an unusual circumstance yeah, I mean I it said. is and, it, and hopefully it doesn't happen too often but it does sometimes and so this is and uh, this is a, the only time where I think the board has so much say in something you know that's Without public, um, and the reason they do that, or the purpose of that, is um, that you know we've set goals for the year, and it's to keep the district running and to keep the board smooth until uh, the opening. And in this case, it's it's only uh, three or four months um, to do that. So I think
6: this is an unusual in that one. Uh, Debbie Bear. Uh, very quick. I just wanted to say from the very, very beginning of the meeting, the amount of cleaning that got done and the amount of faculty that were added and the programs and all of that. It, I cannot tell you how proud I am of how the district has used the money that we got after so many efforts of so many parents and the board. and mobilizing ourselves and getting (laughs) shirts, of course, (laughs) and administrators. But the the listening that went Mm -hmm. on, even though there was a struggle through all of that, I mean, I think we all would agree that there were tension-filled meetings about how the money should be spent, where it should be allocated, who's who's supposed to have that money. And what I realized at the beginning of this meeting is the kids all got the money. Mm -hmm. And that's the point. Mm -hmm. And I think that, at the heart of it, is what everybody was fighting for all along to finally get the funding that's actually due our students. And they got beautiful, clean schools where we finally had enough money to redo (laughs) floors in in school buildings that if you have to give up something, you're going to mop the floor instead of grinding it down to the oak or whatever. But it was so nice to see how much effort has gone into programs, teachers, administrators facilities roofs you know I'm sure the teacher in the one room knew, knew where to put the garbage can but what it'd be nice that she doesn't have to put the garbage can there in a heavy rain really nice so thank you. It, it was just refreshing to see how <clears throat> much money we had and how well spent thank you guys allocated thank, thank you I change. think uh, um, you know our job
0: is to help think about how we allocate the money mm-hmm. and I think we did one thing a little different this year we actually set goals before the budget process mm-hmm. happened and that got the board and administration I think a heck of a lot more aligned than we have in the past where it's kind of been just go into the conversation and um, um, so that's one. Two, the school staff, Kathy, Kim, Um, has worked so hard this summer. I am, you know, sitting on personnel and FFT, I am so proud of the work that's been done to bring uh, teachers in, uh, um, other uh, staff members in, the diversity of the candidates, and I I know how hard these guys have worked under um, something, uh, an ungodly amount of leaves. I think this is the most leaves ever. ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we've ever had. I think it's 22 or something leaves mm-hmm. mm-hmm. coming, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. so incredible, incredible hard work and then, you know, Kyle and mm-hmm. and uh, Brian, as we said before, have done incredible work, you know, to bring our facilities up and it, none of it would be possible without money. So, um, you know, I'd like to extend the thanks back to all those Absolutely. people who got on the bus and you know, when thought it we went to every meeting, um, you know, including this year's meetings. When we thought it was done, it really wasn't done, and we probably will be on the buses again next year, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so uh, thank you for your comment. Appreciate it. Yes. I wasn't going to talk. Alyssa harris there.
20: Um, I have a couple things, um, and I wish Mary was still here, but. I'm such a flip-flopper on all the policies. I'm kind of back and forth. I never really dropped off anything. Um, But I saw how emotional she was and kind of tied at the heartstrings with that. Um, And I I just thought of this all now. So I'm going to be all over the place. But um, I am kind of torn. Like, I talked to my kids about the whole random drug testing. The one is like, I care less. It doesn't affect me. I don't care. The other one was like, I would have dropped out of everything. But now he's doing it as a profession, what he um, embraced here, so he wouldn't have. He is just a gut reaction. So it's kind of I'm torn on that. Um, so I just I, I'm not sure. But to talk to the the random drug testing people that are so against it because they feel that I would know if my kid is doing it. I can attest you will not know. If you don't know where the money's coming from and how it's leaving. You never do know. You don't know if they are using until you find something. Um, and I, I can attest to that. Um, so, had it been an effect, and let's say it was my kid, and that's how I learned of it, I would be thankful that it's going on, you know. And we would be stepping up to take the consequences because that's just how it is. Um, and then for the people that say that the school's taking control, going back to summer homework, how many more years ago was I been screaming about summer homework? How the school has taken over my parenting in the summer so we've allowed the school to take over our parenting many 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 years ago in the summers when that was our job to be the parent we lost that control a long time ago so at this point i think i'm just like whatever they they're kind of controlling us back then and it just keeps growing in my mind Is like okay something else um we mentioned the social media guy or girl that's going to take over for the $10,000 that we're giving to that. What is their role going to be? Um, is it just to post information? Is it to answer questions? Is it to, to monitor the bickering and the nonsense that goes on Facebook? Because I was on a cruise last week, and it was the best thing not to have Facebook for a week. It was wonderful. Um, I embraced it for a week. It was really nice. So I just want to know what yeah, I was very quiet. Um, surprised the police ran out my door. but. Um, So, what is their job going to be? And why is it necessary to spend that kind of money when we're lacking an ESL teacher for kids coming in the district and can't even speak the language, but we have to have a Facebook page or whatever it is gonna be for that kind of money to monitor or whatever a site. Um, And then the other, the last thing I wanted to ask, having had a child who had like a B minus in, a language and the teacher culturally called me concerned that my kid who was barely graduating high school as a senior, she was concerned with his B minor or his B plus in that class, best grade for the year. Um, (laughs) Being that the cultural shift is shifting, we only have one more year, all my kids have been regular or to the lower end of the academics in the schools, are those kids going to be forgotten? For the AP classes, for the honors classes, because I'm on like a parent board nationwide, and the big thing is how many AP classes are you taking? How many are you? And I'm the one screaming like, "Hey, my kid got into three out of four schools with a 2.71 GPA, horrible SATs, it's okay. They don't have to take 40 AP classes. Have a 5.0. Have, you know, be the the top of everything." Is that, and I've talked to you know Cataly Foster about that before. Are those normal, regular kids going to get lost with the cultural shift of the schools? Yeah, okay. So um, it's okay, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm gonna, whoever I'm gonna wants go, to answer that, I'm going to go in
0: order. <laughs> okay. um, uh, in terms of Facebook, um, to this board listening to the parents. They are looking for us to step into a way of giving information. By the way, our site will only be one way. It's going to be informational. Um, information to the schools. There are a lot of sites out there putting out information, asking for information. That, And I, I get calls all the time and tell parents, we don't have a site. That's not our site. You have no requirement to answer them, whether you're coming to back to school night or not. Um, you know. Um, so, uh, we are we are answering I think a call from the public looking for information on the school in a way that the public receives information. And a lot of people do get their information on Facebook. Some people get their news on Facebook, which is really scary. Um, you know, but the, so it is a method. Um, uh, um, I can, can say to um, the,
7: the job description it is posted you know, so I don't have so it in front it. of me you know I'm trying to recall but there it, the duty would be setting it up an oversight so it's not just Facebook we have Twitter we have you know it's so it's, media. it's to monitor anything that comes out of Robbinsville school so it's similar to like a communications person so it's a little more than just I'm gonna post something okay. um, and um, there's absolutely no way. Um, you know they're not going to engage in arguments or debates or, or back and forth or back and forth um, the stipend isn't large enough for something like that no one would want it anyway um, so um, so it's really I, I would almost call it more of a communications but it's an on uh, online presence communications for us that we've not been able to do just because of our bandwidth, um, you know, in in um, so we're hoping too that um, it's another way of accessing information, um, you know, communicating important ideas, celebrating events. Um, but as you said, there are a lot of notifications. Yeah, yeah, notifications. Lot of um, individual school Twitter sites and so on to monitor as well. Yeah.
0: So. And then um, in terms of uh, your last comment about AP, etc., oh, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my comment would be, as a board member, what I understand is when we're talking about equity, we're talking about the kids at the top, the kids at the bottom, everybody, Everybody. and the kids in the middle, you know, and diversity, and uh, gender <coughs> equity and so there's a lot of ands in there. I don't know Rev, you, if you want to say any more about that.
12: No, yeah, I think that's part of the that we've been looking at through the County consortium is looking at our AP honors data. You know, looking at our standardized testing data is we're trying not to track every kid from the beginning and make sure everyone has equitable access. And one thing that we know in Robbinsville as well is that we tend to be a district that uh, Celebrates students who go to college. We have a lot of students who go to college, but there's a lot of students who mm-hmm. that's not their path, right. and supporting those students as well. So that is something
0: that we are mm-hmm. definitely
12: packing that more part of our equity council discussions mm-hmm.
19: as well. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Any other comments? place. Yeah. <coughs> First, I want to thank the board for trying to answer some of our questions. I really appreciate it. I understand it's not a back and forth dialogue, but I really Appreciate getting some answers here. That was a good improvement. Um, Although I'm not a candidate, uh, although I am a candidate in November, I decided not to apply for the position being um, done next month. I really want to focus on the election and focus on being free to say whatever I want to say on Facebook. (laughs)
14: Um,
19: I am surprised that running on a slate is not considered a conflict. Um, I truly would support a candidate who had been a candidate in the past that being said as we don't do these replacements very often can you give us any insight as to what we can expect as a public on september 10th
0: when you do do the interviews just so that we Mm -hmm. understand what to expect absolutely and certainly um uh so for those of you who have been at one of these what we do is the candidate comes in the other candidates wait outside we have a series of questions that as a board we ask the candidate Candidate answers. We thank them very much. Bring in the next candidate. When all the candidates are done, we will break, go into executive session as a board, deliberate, and then we will come out and announce the um, candidate who has been successfully to the board, and they will be sworn in right on the spot and um, and join the board. So that's the plan. that's yeah. right. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't think I forgot anything. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's no, there's no public session that night. There's well, no. Well, there is, pub- there but there always But is. After it's after yeah. the person is yeah. sworn in there was public session. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's typically not a very long meeting if you do it as a special meeting. It is an exceptionally long meeting if you add it to a very full agenda. Yes. <laughs> okay. Other comments? Any other public comments? Thank you. Okay, so having no other comments, can I motion a close public session? So no.
2: moved. Second.
0: Okay. All in favor? Aye. 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 So old business, so uh, we talked about the open position that was on my list. Uh, policy for uh, the open position. Oh, yes. yes save yes. that for okay. old business. Um, policy on uh, no drop off. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I'm, I am hearing a lot of noise, and and in particular, I'm listening to the kids. So um, a lot of kids who are disorganized. My son happens to be one of the most mm-hmm. disorganized children I know, and I have not also had to come to him very frequently, but I understand the relief he feels, um, and I know that. Um, uh, Ms. Avery's note says that teachers will be taking into consideration that we've changed the policy. I understand the rationale is to try to build their responsibility and resilience, um, but they're worried. And so um, I think we just have to, the, by the way, the board did not vote, this is not a policy that the board voted on, this is a, um, came from um, Ms. Avery. Um, uh, well, or, no, or it, administration. Okay, yeah, okay, and I think it
7: grew out of our resilience work, yeah. and I understand it feels very—it's um, a—it's a, a bold—it's bold. Don't get me wrong, um, but I also think what we're trying to do is teach um, the easy problem-solving things. We also know, and if, uh, hopefully we've said this clearly. Each school is going to be a little different, and that's why each school has their own messaging um, for this, because that's important, by the way, because developmentally it's really important. Um, we do it on a case-by-case basis. Um, so we also know, like I've had conversations, so I would encourage and we encourage people to please reach out to us and not just talk on Facebook again or not just talk to uh, to the board president um, or at a party at your neighbors um, because I can't help engage you in the dialogue of Of why and how we're going to help because the parents that I have spoken to we've said there are cases if there's high anxiety we know some of the difficult family situations some we don't know and Mary's right we don't know some we know others if you tell us some we work with you individually and we always will Um, so it is not a zero tolerance policy it is not punitive Uh, it's really about helping kids navigate when a problem happens. And guess what? These are the easy problems. Mm -hmm. It may not feel that way, but these are the easy ones we can help with. However, we all have to be positive about it, not sarcastic about it. Uh, Again, not punitive about it. Um, You know, no, it's not a humiliation or a shame. Right, but it's let's figure out how to make this work. Um, so we are very flexible. We know we have some anxious kids. We've already talked about that. We're not. We're going to help them through. We're, we're. It's you know we're not going to um, bar the doors, and you know not answer the call um, when they need help because we really do believe that. But for most kids, who we can help navigate and it works, we're going to we're going to help them through it. Um, and um, so, you know, and, and we really do, uh, we are going to ask for kids feedback, but we're going to ask for it after the policy is instituted for the first couple months, because we want to see, are they noticing anything, does it matter to them, does it not matter to them, what are they thinking? And we'll do that at all grade levels. Um, just another quick little thing at each school level, elementary school, homework doesn't count. Anyway. So, space, there's no grading. So there's no grading in homework, there's no... Um, con- you know, so that already there, are, there's nothing that could be consequential. Lunches, we talked about that. But again, if there is a child who is anxious, we're not going. I mean, first of all, they'll always be fed. But if for some reason we know that it, the first couple times it's 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 the struggle, we're going to we're going to reach out to parents and say help us out mm-hmm. um, because that's what we do. Pond, there, you know, it's really more homework. Um, But they have, they're going to have like a, I'm not sure if it's a three-strike policy, I don't want to use that term because they have their own terms and I don't have it in front of me, but um, they're going to give some options as far as some grace periods. Same with the high school. There'll be grace periods to work through this and then also problem solve. But we really just want um, to work through uh, because we do feel if kids can start to navigate these, first they're going to feel really proud of themselves for Mm -hmm. doing that and then... Um, it the next thing might be a little easier. Um, and for high school students, honestly, most if, if they're going away, if they're starting a new job, sometimes you can bring left uh, items, forgotten items to the job site. Sometimes you won't be allowed to drop it off. And I'm not saying, you know, again, that's developmental, but um, we're just trying to help now to make it
4: easier for future.
11: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I wanted to add a note um, on the policy because yeah i appreciate what you guys are doing i'm personally strongly in favor of it um two parts of it so the first is i think you had mentioned it a while ago but the equity piece is really important um i know we don't talk about it as much when regarding um the policy but if we have parents if we have some parents that are home all the time and then we have parents that work there are going to be parents that are available to drop off homework and then we have parents that are not so when we think about grades and things like that in middle and high school, we're kind of giving a little bit of an advantage to some of those kids whose parents are readily available or who say, oh, no problem. So making it fair across the board kind of helps a little bit with the equity piece, which, and I just wanted to mention that as a board. Thank you. And then um, secondly, just regarding resilience, um, I just feel like it's so important um teaching even just these little bits of resilience in middle school and high school because I think we all know as adults like we face really crazy and trying times um I mean and I can just personally say that my family and I like when we had gone through a horrible experience five years ago I feel like now I could get through anything because but it was only through that like it was only through that that you could tell me a hundred times you could help me a hundred times but until I go through it and until I feel a little bit of that pain whether it's Middle school, like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, messing up at school because I missed the homework. Until they feel a little bit of it, that's the only way to learn. I feel like, because you can, we can help our kids as much as possible. But I am part of a generation of parents who we do tend to a little bit snowplow and we do try to erase those hurdles for our kids. But it is so damaging to them, and we can't protect them when they're older from the real problems. And we can
7: and there are real problems. So anyway, that's just my piece on the policy. And just like anything else, I just want to say we revisit everything. So if it blows up, you know, I mean, which happens sometimes, right? We think these are great ideas, and you know what happens, this is great, we can do this. And then sometimes we have to just rethink. And we like, always do that. You know that. with, with that place. Place that. So last year, at this time, we heard a lot of like blowback about the IDs, yes. and it was okay. So like, and, and also they, the backpacks. And it the backpacks. Right. So like, I, I hope that you
13: know, yeah. trying for a few months to get additional feedback. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I I think helping the kids to understand right. yes. it is important because, as I said, mm-hmm. parents, sorry, but we complain about everything. <laughs> kids, when they feel something. You
3: know, then it makes my ears burn. Very true. Yeah. Well, how many complaints have we really gotten? I mean, we all talk to a handful of folks from time to time, and we think it's an avalanche of complaints. But are there real numbers? I've got three. Yeah. three. So
7: if there are, I know, I know, Facebook had fun, but um, but it, they weren't really questions. I think it was more just comments, right? So I've had three inquiries. I've talked to each person. Um,
0: yeah.
3: Okay, so. Jane.
0: Um, I have one other um, old business. I just wanted to say that um, I hope that in um, the equity policy that, and in the training that we're doing about cultural awareness, that we are talking about every family comes in mm-hmm. a different shape, size, or. And I, I, I just know I have, I have high schoolers, I remember them getting that training in Sharon. So if we've somehow stepped away from that families all look different, et cetera, in our training, I definitely feel for you. Um, and I hope that that never happens to your child again here. Yes, yes.
11: I'm sorry? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. absolutely.
12: So the cultural awareness piece is just the starting point for the equity. It is one of the most visible pieces that we can see to get
7: us moving forward, but the equity pieces that we're doing absolutely involve all facets of it, so you'll definitely see more of that. Yes, and you'll see that throughout board meetings throughout the year because we have a little mini-presentations about our equity work throughout the whole year this year. Any other old business?
6: Okay. well, are we setting a date for
7: the board about up? Yes, we do. Can we do it, it now? Yes please? yes, please. Sorry, I just thank you, Mike. Yes,
0: Shaina, I forgot. Yes, yeah. we, we need, we need um, a date. A date for another special meeting on board. What uh, we need to get after the meeting.
7: I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too bad. be too late. So it's, it's kind so of late. I'm oh. um, yeah.
10: How long are these interviews?
3: Long what What time's the meeting? Seven.
7: Seven. It starts at seven.
3: So we'll be done probably eight. Yeah. So as long as you all feel long it. You've, you've yeah. Anyway? yeah, but I don't know. I thought we had I thought we had talked about Just possibly you know. setting it
11: different uh, doing it all location. Website.
10: Website. Mm-hmm. I'd be in favor of attaching it at the end of that meeting. I don't know how other people feel. I would be not in favor
11: of attaching it at the of
0: meeting. I, I, I shouldn't say I would not be in favor attaching <laughs> it. So I would here's what I'd right ask. 10. I would ask 10. the board to uh, please Tonight? Yeah. Before you go to bed, send Kathy an email. Yeah. And Two we'll things. Look. How do you feel about that being attached to September 10th meeting? And secondly, um, some open dates that we can do. Correct. We we'll probably yep. about an hour. Yeah. Okay. That would be great. Um, oh, new business. I have one. Um, just uh, having had my son go through Boys' I'm wondering why, as a school, we have we are not participating in Girl State and giving girls the same opportunity that we are giving boys. I thought, we, um, I thought we've had that in the past. I know we've had Girl State, so I don't know. I'll have to find out. I'm not sure. Can so Have to look into that. that? I would that? very Boy much in, a great. Yeah. in the name of equity. <laughs> Ask for us to look into Girl State. What is Boy
9: State?
0: Boy State is a program that we send. Um, uh, rising seniors too, and we pick um, kids it's a competitive process meaning they have to do an interview they have to do a resume they have to write um, they have to write an essay and then based on that the local um, okay. American Legion? Yeah. yeah American Legion picks boys yeah. and in in our case I think we sent six maybe five mm-hmm. boys to the foundation yes. case for two. I think American Legion do mm-hmm. for the other ones. Mm-hmm. But and
8: we never approached for State. Ever. We <laughs> passed.
7: I'll work. find yeah. out. Yeah. it's a great. Girl. Girl. Great leadership. That's what I thought. It's a great leadership program.
0: And it's a whole week. Um, and just they maybe basically they
6: didn't apply. I
0: don't know. Make the government out. for a week. They <laughs> on the first day decide determines the local government and then they determine the county government and then they. Uh, you know, boys run for and uh, having gone to the final ceremony, it was incredible mm-hmm. to watch. It was really, I mean, really <laughs> something. Great, great leadership by so, of the challenges. Challenges.
7: um Fran <laughs> reminded me. Um, please let her know if you're going to stay overnight in Atlantic City. Yes. ASA t- by tomorrow. Yes. Friday. Sorry, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was making. Can I make sure the <laughs> deadline? Okay. <laughs> by
0: Friday. By Friday. Okay. Any other new business? Okay, with that being said, and I have a motion to convene an executive session. So
4: Second.
0: So that the public knows this executive session um, will not, we will not be coming back with any decisions. We're, we just. No action. We did the executive session in this um, way so that we can end Okay.